we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another post-match edition of Purely Arsenal podcast. I've got Neil Shaw with me. How you doing, Neil? Happy, happy? Yeah, man. Come on, it's Sunday morning. The sun's shining. Why wouldn't I be happy? That's it, mate. 40 points, mid-table. Nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. According to planned, perfect. This is absolute hell. Void it, void it now. James, how you doing? James, yeah, yeah. Again, um, I'm all right for a man that saw his team get pumped again. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, Pumping again. We're we're good at that. Yeah, Yeah, it's been been a great return, isn't it? (laughs) Well, that's it. I mean, um, I don't think even communion and confession can cleanse me of the sins of this. No, on a no, Sunday, absolutely. so I also church isn't open. I forgot. Yeah, 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 so yeah I can't even, yeah. I can't even go anyway. Even if no, I no, no, we'll, we'll pray from home. We'll pray yeah, from home. Yeah, I think um, I just have to go outside and get the hose and just wash myself yeah, with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what we're praying for. Got a, a positive <laughs> goal difference. That's what we're praying. for. A positive goal difference. We'll take that by the end of the season. Just, just yeah, points. Just, the, just yeah, a point. Just, just one. Two, po- yeah. two more points will do me. I'll be happy then. Yeah. Do, do you know what though? Um, I mean, we'll go back to the points again. Again, I know I was very negative um, at the start. We, I think we all predicted in the before the Man City game. And I, I think me being very negative was, I think we're going to finish around where we started, you know, being you know, ninth. And that's looking quite unlikely now, isn't it, to be honest? Because mm. we've got harder fixtures coming up than what we've what we've had in a way, you know, Brighton. Are we, are we actually game. safe from relegation? I don't, I don't mean to be nasty. Not, I don't, I don't mean to be worried people. No, mathematically, I don't, I don't think we are. Not yet. I presume you'd need one more win, James, or three more points um, to be truly mathematically safe. <laughs> no one wants to really discuss it, but there's um, there's Wolves, Leicester, Liverpool, and Spurs in the last six games. And um, mate, we got to get past games. Southampton. And, yeah, and Southampton <laughs> are no mugs. They've got a very good coach. I was going to say we ain't even going to beat Southampton. You're no, talking about these. No, mate. I, no, I, I, I honestly think it's irrelevant who we got. Which it's the same with every single match. Yeah, single yeah. Match. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 about... I just, I just, the way we are, I think any team, even in the first division, can probably beat us. We're just, we're just unreal at the moment. Well, yeah, let's, so. um, well on that positive note, let's, let's get started. <laughs> let's get crack with it. Um, play Brighton. Uh, t- a 2-1 loss is a, is a really difficult loss to sort of comprehend and understand, and um, especially when things started so bright. But it's really a, another underwhelming, devastatingly disappointing uh, defeat that leaves us in a position where really there's not a lot to play for in this league season. I never really felt there was coming back from the the, the break. Um, but this is really sort of, you know, put an hour in the coffin. I think this game particularly it would have kept us within touching distance of a lot of the teams above us. Um, but this is, you know, on paper, one of our easier games. And I think in practice as well, I, I, I really didn't think a lot of Brighton, to be honest. And, um, and uh, yeah, and it turned out we could, we couldn't even be them. So, um, so let's get into it. The lineup, James. Um, let's start with the lineup. I think a lot of the lineup was probably expected. I think we all in the last podcast said, in terms of the defence, it was either going to be Holding or Tierney at centre back. He went with Holding. Um, 
I think we also, well, I, I don't know if we, we all did, but we all thought Lacazette and Pepe could come back in. I think I suggested Nelson. Um, I think one or two of us maybe wanted Martinelli, but we'll get to that one in a in a little bit because there's some issues going on there. But it's a front three that we we'd been longing for a long time ago. You know, all the Pepe, Lacazette. Um, now it doesn't quite have the same feel to it, but we we got that front three. The middle three, though, James, is the one that I want to talk about. How did you see that? Um, it was very confused in terms of the um, formation. I saw it as a six in Gwendouzi, who I felt started a little deeper, and it felt like almost two eights in Saka and Sabayas, with Saka kind of pushing on a little bit more. But how did you see it? Yeah, so pr- pretty much the same. I mean, going into it, I'm optimistic again. I'm like you. I'm thinking, well, it's not Man City, it's Brighton. Um, obviously, we'd make changes. I, I predicted some of the changes. I didn't get all of them. Um, Klasenac coming back in. I can somewhat. I could have somewhat understood. I looked at it and thought, okay, like like we said in the last pod, and not not that it was Tierney's fault because he had no protection whatsoever. But um, you know, he he did chase shadows the other day for about 90 minutes, you know, running around and everything else, you know. I thought first game back after a sort of injury layoff as well, I'm like, yeah, no wonder he got rested. So I I weren't too upset with that. And then, like you said, the midfield, to me it was like, okay, so Saka's a number 10, um, which was a bit of a shock, but I'm like, I'm I'm down for it because I'm I'm like, Saka at the moment just seems to be playing everywhere. And, you know, going into it a bit later on, you know, Kenny playing goal because he seems to play everywhere else quite well. So, you know, maybe put the gloves on him, see what happens there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, like you said, during the game, he he moved into, like, a left central midfielder. And Ceballos sort of occupied the right of the central midfield. And then you had Guendouzi at the base, which, you know, I don't mean to be nasty, but even Stevie Wonder can see that Guendouzi at the base of a midfield's trouble. So, I don't... I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I looked at it... And like I put in my lineup, I was like, you know, okay, Ainsley Maitland Niles. Now, this isn't a guy that I rave about. Um, I don't know many Arsenal fans that do rave about him, but I'm like, you, you want to be a central midfielder. I don't know if you want to be like a number eight or a six or a four or what have you, but I'm like, he's been playing at right back. He's been playing at right back relatively well. Um, you know, not, not as bad as you know, other people that have had to fill in there and what have you. So I thought, okay, he's got somewhat of a defensive pedigree. So I thought that it would be him playing the number four, number six, because he's just a bit better defensively and in the tag, he's not as rash or what have you as Gwendouzi and everything else. And I thought it would be him and Ceballos. So was a little bit, you know, a little bit shot. But like I said, I had that optimism and it seemed to be going relatively well at the start. And I mean, you know, even though, you know, Graham Potter got a good record against Arsenal, hasn't he? You know, he beat us with Ostersons. He's beat us already with Brighton. But we were unbeaten in um, 2023, 20, three o'clock kickoffs since 2015. So I was quite, you know, I was quite optimistic. I think the last one we lost was 2-1 against West Brom in 2015. I think that was when it was. But no, I, I, I thought, I thought, you know, we were going to do all right here. And I thought we started quite well, especially, I thought Gwendouzi even, Started relatively well, and I mean, he fed Saka. What about was it seven minutes or so in? Quite early. Mm, well, and first thirty seconds, he he fed Pepe to yeah to Aubameyang for the overhead kick. Should have mm. done a lot better. Mm. Yeah, he got, in, he got in a couple of good 
good blocks as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the second chance is the one that stands out really the most. Is when he, you know, he beat a few of them on his own, and then he smacked it against. The, I'm like, if that nested in the top corner, I'm like, bloody hell, that's one of the best goals of the season. I know, I know. Obviously, some people put the asterisk next to it because it's it's the lockdown season now. It's not the proper se- But I'm like, even if there was fans there and he'd done it, it still would have been amazing. Like, just in the context, it's just amazing football. But that's the sort of player he is. But no, in terms of in terms of the actual lineup, no, I mean there was there was a few head scratches. But um, you, you look at the whole way of the game, and I'm sure we'll get onto it. It, it. it was only marginal of the head scratching that occurred to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's amazing, really. With 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 Saka, you can almost put him anywhere on the pitch. It seems, and he yeah. and he and he's. Uh, player that just takes the game on his shoulders and mm-hmm. it's incredible on the one hand that we've got an 18 year old kid that can do that um, yeah on the other on the other hand it's 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 kind of upsetting that we have to rely on an 18 year old kid to do that well, it, um, yeah i mean we can an, an 18 year old kid is carrying this team yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's really it's, shocking, it's a bit shocking yeah yeah i mean you, you take us back to a, even a decent era and he's not playing anywhere near as much despite his um Despite his, you know, ability and, and and how he's producing, and um, it's hard hard to say how we use him because obviously the contract things hanging over the club's head as well, Ugh. like it is with a lot of players, and and you know, but but he's playing on on merit no matter where he's playing. He just mm-hmm. and that's the brilliant thing about Bukayo Saka. I mean, he's a, he's an example for all youngsters in that he doesn't complain about where he's playing. It seems he just gets on with it. He's gone from left back to left wing to right wing to centre of the park, and he just seems to just want to play football and it's quite refreshing in this day and age to see that with all the you know the Ainsley mate and Niles moaning about being in the first team at Arsenal Football Club because it's not exactly where he wants to be even though he's never retrieved anything where he wants to be um and these kind of things he's he's exemplary really in the way he's handled it and we'll get on to the contracts again but I think if you're thinking about where your money goes for your for your wages I mean that's the first stop, really. I think 100%, for me. Yeah, 100%. and and especially with the way this club should be starting to move within the next twelve months. I I, I don't think you can really put a price on a player like that that's showing that much maturity at the age of eighteen years of age. I think it's just incredible, and I agree with you on Gwendozi. He, he was um, bright early on, but like the whole team, Neil, the, the the whole team was really bright early on, and we went through it just before it started, and we had some really big chances, Neil, that we missed in those first fifteen minutes, and. In the end, um, like we always do, we're, we're left to pay for it, aren't we? Mm. Yeah, we started off fully well. I, I, I thought we had good shape. Uh, there seemed to be um, a good good understanding between the players. The movement was good. And uh, we, we it was looked like a different team from what we saw a few days ago. It really did look a different setup to me. Um, and I just thought this could be all right. You know, we, we we all felt that Brighton would be a tricky game. Um, we, we we kind of all predicted a draw, and uh, and I think you were forced to just say a win just because James and I, you know, said, said the draws. So I think we were a little bit surprised pleasantly that we started off well, and, we, and I and I then started believing. Yeah, I think we'll we'll, we'll bag this. Thankfully, we'll bag it. But uh, yeah, it's all a case of never putting the ball in the net, and uh, you know, having all those chances and. Just the end, end, end ball, or the, the the final ball is a bit of a letdown, which then we we pay a price for, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, come come the end of, of the game, but uh, I thought, you know, the sack sack of you you spot said summed up perfectly 
he can play anywhere. I reckon you could put him in goal and he'd have the most assists in our team at the moment. Um, he, he just would be a wonder in any position. And, and it's, it's, it is refreshing to see that there is no complaint from the lad. And uh, <clears throat> more of that, more of that, I'd be happy to have, you know, a few more of him than, than anyone else at the moment. Um, I just felt that we had uh, he at the bar. We had we had a couple of chances with Abamyang uh, and 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 Lacazette as well. Uh, could have could have done a little bit better. I think he was a header, wasn't it? There was a header as well with one of the one of the two players. Um, yeah, Lacazette. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, so, probably the most so, difficult in the sense because it deflected he, and there was very little. He had to he had to bury it, mate. He had yeah, to he had to bury it. it. I agree. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, but I just think out of the four, the four that I remember chances. Yeah. I think Aubameyang's two were really poorly taken as well. I mean, and I think Lacazette's first one was really poor as well. He Pete. got it under his feet, do you remember? And yeah. He, I, th- I don't know if it was dunk, but it was... Yeah, and they let yeah. him get back to bait the block. No, I mean, um, we, we, sorry, we, got, we got on Eddie on the last pod, didn't we, for his finishing? Yeah, uh, and, and these and are worse. That, these are much yeah, worse. Yeah, that, I, don't know, I don't know why Lacazette didn't volley it. Yeah, he had plenty of time to let yeah. it drop. Sorry, yeah. Neil, were you going to say something? Yeah, no, and I, and I was thinking, who was there was a commonality with those chances. Saka was involved with exactly. probably majority of them. You know, that's just yeah. amazing. So my point is, just going into the lineup. I, I, I know, I don't know whether you guys will agree with me, but this is just my opinion, and I'm so, so upset about it. And I know you know what I'm going to say. I still feel, why the hell is Martinelli not in this getting this game, this team? I just mm. don't get He's it. Not even getting in the uh, in the uh, one, is he? He's not even I, getting I, on. I, He's not so, even getting on, and and I'm and I'm fuming about that. I mean, if there is, look, as I said in the last pod, I've got a lot of time for Arteta. I really like like him. I like the way he's going about things. But I've started to feel, whereas even before, even before the lockdown, even though things weren't quite right for him, I still felt that his in-game management was good. And now I'm starting to worry about that. And and I just think. The selection with the, the situation with what happened with Saka in the last game, and then now this game, you know, I was convinced he was going to choose Martinelli to try something different, and he didn't. And but even saying that, we were what we were we were always talking about Emery, and it's something that you've said for years, Jack, that when we were doing well with Wenger, we seemed to have you know the the first eleven or twelve players were always the same. You had that identity and that consistency, and now I'm starting to feel. Even Arteta, and, and to, be, to be fair to him, he's suffered so many injuries that so there is an issue there, and, and you can't blame him for it. But I don't. I've started to feel that he doesn't know who his t- best team are now. He just doesn't know. He's he's, he's making change. So many changes from the Man City game to this one. I can see some more maybe differences when we play our next game against um, Southampton. And and I just think that that's an issue for me, a huge worry for me. Yeah. That it's he he doesn't know who t- who. Who, who works for him. Um, and all right, again, it's not really his team yet. You know, he's got to go through a big transfer window if we if we get the backing for it, of course. Um, and he's got to start bringing his own place, which will take at least, I think, two seasons, if not three. But my, but it is a massive concern. But my, my problem with him is, I think he should be giving Martinelli time. I think he, he, he would have made a, a difference. You know, the chances we were just talking about, you know, he could have bagged maybe one of those yesterday, and and I and I, I, I I'm worried about that. That's my issue with it. Yeah, I think it's a really hard um, moment to judge. It is we've got to judge him. We've got to look at what Arteta's doing because we want to see what he. No one he knows really what he's like as a manager. This is his first first time. Obviously, he's inexperienced, right? So we're watching him game by game and how he handles everything. But like you said, it's so hard to judge because one. Um, 
you know, the, the amount, and not just post-pandemic, the amount of injuries he's suffered in game by game, even pre-pandemic, were, he was mm. getting one a game, I think. And some of those were short-term, but even before we were getting, you know, Torreira with a, with a leg fracture before the pandemic. And, yeah, yeah. and then it, what is Chambers. Four, yeah, Chambers, of course, with the ACL tear. I mean, mm-hmm. some really serious injuries. We're not talking about little knocks here and one or two games out. And then, obviously, you've got Mari's out for the season. Now you've got Socrates out for a month. Jacu might be out for the season. And then we'll get mm. to the, the, the biggest one, which was today. But, but I just think, like you said, it's so hard to judge. But I think you, that, that there is certain areas that we can judge. And the, the, the two reasons I've heard for Martinelli, and they're uh, pure speculation at this point, but one is that there might be some sort of fee attached to the amount of games that he's played. And that is terrible if that's the case, right? So, But, if, then, if, then, but then we if, don't do, we don't buy it. We don't take him on then. It's just Right. Stupid. But apparently, you know, like, I don't know, Michael had suggested... That uh, and he might be right, but he said, you know, he went. I wonder if this is the case. You know, maybe he's met a cap of of, of yeah. a certain amount that's, of games. This you know season. what? That I, that's what I think it is. Yeah, it, it's very Spe- odd. Speaking, because speaking the, of people that I speak to, especially where, especially my dad, who was, you know, he's like I've said before, he was a player liaison at uh, Liverpool and everything else many many years ago, and other football clubs as well. And uh, my dad said, there's something in the contract, and the club are going. Look, we're tight asses, so. Don't play. I'm like he's he's been he's been dictated to already, even though he's brand new. In the yeah, don't do. I mean, my dad said yesterday he went. So in these last two games, we've had ten subs, and he ain't even come on out of the ten. All right, so, so, went, okay, so my okay, dad right, said that's sorry. a joke. He's like that's yes. something. He said that is something about the amount of minutes that he has to play because there's bonuses and clauses involved, and we've got tight ass people that don't want to dip in their pockets, which we'll probably get into more earlier. And that yeah, I 100 percent agree mm. with Michael there. I reckon yeah. that's, that's, the definitely, only other reason... that's definitely contractual. Yeah, it's very all right, all right, James, it's, James, sorry, since James. he'd scored yeah. that goal at Chelsea, we've stopped seeing mm. him. I mean, yeah. it's just very strange. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Neil. Yeah, sorry, but if that's the case then, and why is he even on the sub bench then? What's the yeah, point? If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're not going if you, if to play him because of a stupid, Probably pathetic avoid, reason avoid like the, that. the speculation you, yeah, but, you get yeah, but, with Ozil, et cetera, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, but, but to be honest, it doesn't matter. If, if you're, mm. you're going to split on the substance, you're not going to even choose him anyway. It's it, a there's, no diff- there's, there's no difference of talking about, oh, it's the same thing. If anything, it's, it raises even more eyebrows. Yeah. You then yeah. feel, if, 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 if that's the case, you then feel, is there a problem between Arteta and Martin? I mean, because that's what I was thinking. You know, mostly, yeah. mostly Neil, that those clauses come into effect when it's between 20 and 15 minutes. So probably Arteta's got him on the bench because he thinks, oh, I could bring him on for 10, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And we saw how we really yeah. screwed yeah, up yeah. those and I mean, I mean, he probably, he, Yeah, I mean, he probably looks at it thinking, OK, if I'm, you know, maybe 1-1 one, one, or it's, you know, nil-nil or what have you, and I've got 10 minutes left, then I'll bring Martin Elliott. But it's it's complete bollocks, isn't it? Mm. The just, other reason I've heard is, is, is the, stay, the, the claim that he's maybe similar to um, Aubameyang and Aubameyang never gets dropped. I don't see that at all. I don't see the the similarities between him and Aubameyang at all, other than no. the fact that they're both quite direct. I, I, I yeah. gen, Genuinely, I, as good as Aubameyang is, I, I mean... I think Martinelli does far more outside the box with the ball um, than Aubameyang yeah, does. Obviously, Aubameyang's clin- clinical finisher, etc. But far, far more outside the box will come from Martinelli than what But his he's work rate is immense and as well, Jack. Yeah, about what he does immense. as a striker. His yeah. work rate, he's, he's just got so much about him. And, and like you were saying about Saka, he just wants to play football. He doesn't complain. 
I, th- I feel the same about Martinelli. I really, really feel that he is the future for us, and we've 100%. got to start playing. And we've yeah. got to start playing him because he's going to get to a point where, contract-wise or not, and that's pathetic from Arsenal. That's just one of the most pathetic things I've seen and heard of. Considering Josh Kroenke came out with all that bravado and all that shit that he was going on about. And if it is something like this, and it is about money, it's just pathetic. And it just sums us up, really. It really yeah. does. It's a strange one. It's a really strange one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, in that first... Um, I was really frustrated looking back now. I'm watching the first. I've just finished watching the first half and I'm watching the second again. But um, the Aubameyang, I thought, you know, that is what you're paying them for, right? These players that moan about wanting bigger contracts and, and, and this, that and the other. I mean, you're paying them to finish these chances. And Aubameyang, when he does it, we laud him. Um, but what you've got to remember with Aubameyang, and I'll get on to Lacazette in a minute, but um, I, I, he doesn't offer a hell of a lot beyond being a terrific finisher. And that's a, one of the biggest things in the game. But when he doesn't do that, he's going to come in for criticism. And he, he didn't just do it in the first half. He missed a couple of in the second half as well. But in the first half, obviously, it meant more in the sense of how we were playing and we were so on top. I mean, um, he, he, he's really poor with both chances. I mean, he should do better with that overhead kick. He doesn't get excuse it completely. And then uh, if you remember, one of the defenders passes right across the box. And uh, he could lay Lacazette in, to be honest, but he decided to take a shot and he just completely cuts across it with his left foot and it goes way wide. And um, you, you expect more from a top, top level striker there. Got to get on, got to get one of those on. Just quickly, Jack, just, just quickly, do you think he was thinking about becoming the fastest, well, faster than Henri to get to his uh, 50th goal? Because I think if he was, if he was to score yesterday, um, for you today, I think it is in time-wise, uh, he would have been to 50 quicker than Henri. And I wonder if that was playing on his mind and if he knew about that. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm, uh, maybe. Yeah. maybe. I think he's halfway out the door, mate, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's halfway out the door. Oh, yeah, that's I, probably I, I more the he... reason. I'm I'm just trying to be a bit plague, a bit of devil's advocate. Maybe that was playing on his mind. Don't know. Because remember yeah. when, remember when, when uh, even right, both players, even Henri and Wright, they they were close to the great in the record. It took them a couple of games because obviously, you know, that's a big big thing in in, in Arsenal's history. And and you know, it does take it, it does play on your mind as a player. You're only you're only a human being at the end of the day. But I'm I'm just trying to play a bit of devil's advocate. I don't think it yeah. is that, but I, but I'm just thinking it might might have played on his mind. Don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I like Bamiang. I mean, we'll get onto the transfer stuff um, a little bit later with him as well, but. Um... But, you know, when I look back at strikers that we've had, you know, the Ian Wrights, the, the Anelkas, the Thierry Henrys, um, they're still a class ahead for me, to be honest, yeah. um, for when they were playing for our club. You know, as footballers and goal scorers, I mean, I, I've always said uh, about, I've always personally said about Bamiang, I think he's a, a world-class goal scorer, but not a world-class footballer. And I, I stand by that, to be honest. And I think that was the difference, to be honest. I, I felt all of those that I just mentioned were both... You know, they were both mm. when they were when yeah. they were with Arsenal. Ian yeah. Wright for me was a world class footballer and he was a world class um goal scorer. Same with Thierry Henry. And mm. for the period that Anelka was with us, I know it was, it was only a brilliant. couple of years, yeah. he was both. He 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 was both. He, and yeah. and I think would, I think that's Would you chuck Van Persie in that category? Yeah, I would. For for yeah. the hard thing with Van well. Persie he had so many injury years, didn't yeah. he? Mm. Um yeah. but and he went but after he, the year that he played the best. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, and yeah. that one probably you know hurt the most in a way. Oh, yeah. But but um, it's 
it, yeah, it, yeah, without doubt, he was he was a, he was a world class mm. footballer and a world class goal scorer. And that's why when people say, "Oh, we can't," I'm like, one, we've lost a lot worse, but two, you're you're playing a player. We've got a question on this in a second, so I don't want to really get to the central point of of Amiang and him not playing centrally. But he's never played centrally under Arteta, so. Oh. You know, we're playing a player, and uh, do, do, do you really want a player like that? Is that the future uh, on your left wing? I know what he can offer from a, from a goal-scoring perspective, and in the next game, if he scores, I'll be the first one to cheer it. So I don't want to be hypocr- hypocritical, but what I'm saying, what just what I'm saying is, as an overall game, and we're all moaning um, about the way we play, not just the results. Um, I, I just don't really see it, um, and I thought he missed. Yeah, you know, I thought he was pretty poor against Man City, like the whole team was, in fairness. But I thought he was pretty poor um, today. I thought his finishing was really poor, actually. And um, Lacazette was the same. I mean, he always looks rusty, Lacazette, when he comes back in after a bit of a layoff. But he looks quite good in pre-season, in fairness. Um, so I was hoping he looked a bit sharper. But his two chances, I thought he should have done a lot better on. And if he does, if, if they both finish one of those, I don't think we end up talking about a lot of the stuff we're about to talk about um, in the game. Because I think the game's over. And, and um, even for us, I think you know that I don't think Brighton would come back from that. They're not a very good team, to be honest. Um, but we we went down to their level, to, and uh, Saka was the one that created from nothing, like James said. I mean, that was unbelievable. If he if that one had gone in, I mean, he that that wasn't a, a, he made that chance himself, didn't he? Mm. Um, so that's that's the bit of magic we've got. Um, we also saw um, Pepe. Um, James, we saw, we saw Pepe come back into the team. Neil was pushing for that. Um, I think I mentioned that I probably thought um, Arteta might go Nelson, but I certainly wasn't unhappy to see Pepe in the team. I felt like, we'll get to his goal in a minute, but I felt like he, he struggled a little bit. Again, they, they were really trying to take his ankles away as soon as he got the ball. But um, struggled again, but he's always got that ability. He always looks like he's got the ability to just make something out of nothing. A bit like Saka, hasn't he, James? And I think... We so need that right now. Do you know what I mean? We're a team oh. that's so boring to watch. Yeah. Um, we so need a player like that. We need to allow that player to make mistakes and flourish, don't we? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's incredible. He's 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 a great player. I don't get why all these people still got the jury out on him. This this guy's class. This guy's class. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. We, you, you said we'll touch on the goal later, so I'll leave it till then. I uh, feel free to talk. I don't mind going back and forth well, for this well, game because it's I mean, one he's, of those. He's, he's, right. he's, a cla- he's a classy yeah. player. He is a classy player. And, um, and also, I'm looking at it, and, you know, like we were saying um, last podcast, aesthetically watching the game, this game was on BT over here. Uh, I'll yeah. comment about BT a bit later on when you talk about a few <laughs> more certain things. But in terms of the crowd noise and everything else, Theirs was a lot better. They had chants yeah, that yeah. were specific to the club. Yeah, mine was better you know, this week. Yeah. You know, I, when I was watching the Arsenal Man City game, I'm hearing United, United. I'm not. I'm not watching United. What's the fucking? What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. BT, it was more specific to, um, you know, it was more specific to uh, the, the teams that were playing and everything else. When players got fouled, the booing was at the right time and everything. Do you know what I mean? It, it sort of seemed more in sync than what Sky were doing. So I give them the plaudits there. Um, but, no, with Pepe, you know, we're looking at this. Everybody's watching it from home, okay? And, obviously, I know it's different and everything, but you still somewhat want to be entertained and you want to stand up on the edge of your seat. And him and Saka and also Martinelli, who hasn't been playing, they're, the only, they're the only three players that I would say are getting me up off the seat. 
Especially, well, what, what she's... That's what my she, front three next That's my front, that's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah. That's my yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Without watch, doubt. Without I'm, doubt. I'm watching yeah. it. I'm watching it and I'm like, you know, when he runs down at people and when he does a few tricks and everything else, you're like, you're like, well, go, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. And it's the same with, it's the same with Saka. You're like, yeah, go on, skin him. Oh, yeah, he has. He has. You just, you just, them two just fill me with a bit more confidence with, and I don't know if it's because Pepe's still somewhat new and he hasn't got the fear factor or he's still not really intimidated by the, I, I don't know, sometimes I watch a Bamiyang and I watch Lacassette and I'm like, you're intimidated because you know they might whack you. Whereas Pepe, where he's still new to the league and he hasn't really, you know, he, he hasn't really been playing out and out. He hasn't had a proper run, in my opinion. Um you know, but that's still a, no sorry, George. Let me just just cut you in there. Yeah, yeah no, go on. That, but but that's a good thing because a lot of you know we 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 always talk about a lot of these uh, players that come from abroad. There's a, yeah. there is a, they're, they take ages to settle in because no. they they they're they're, they're, fami- yeah. they're not familiar with the pace. They're not no. familiar with the physicality. But yeah. he's come in and adapted. So in a way, that's a good thing. Oh that, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's he, got no fear. He's got no fear um, deal, which I like, which it, I want. Yeah, that's and, what and, I want. And, and you saw it from the from right from kickoff. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm stealing your thunder. But right no, from no, kickoff, he made an impact. Literally yep. from the first ten seconds, he was down that down that wing, and he caught, almost created a chance yep. straight away. His, his corners are good. There's no, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he, his set plays are, are, are fantastic. But the one thing I will say about him, and this, is, and you know, we talk about it with like you said about Abamyang there, good goal scorer, but is he good for the negligence that he leaves Hector Bellerin in? That you that needs to be coached on, because he completely leaves Hector Bellerin in bloody danger constantly, and that is another reason as to why I've said, especially with Xhaka gone now, I'm like you, you, you might have to go as you might have to go as Maitland Niles as the CDM. You might have mm. to have Maitland Niles at the base because you need that person that when Pepe is doing stuff like that and Bellerin's on an overlap or what have you, you need that person to tuck in as another either a centre half or an additional fullback because he leaves Hector Bellerin in bloody, you know, deep waters without paddles and armbands. He he does. And that's the only negative thing I'll say about him is that the way he leaves Hector Bellerin exposed is is borderline criminal. It is it is bad. It is bad and that, that needs to be coached on and worked on. Oh, we lost Jack. Sorry, I'm muted myself. Um, <laughs> sorry, Be- Bellerin's just not at the level where we can expose him. Do you know? I, well, I, that's I, it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, and I like him as a person. I, I, I do somewhat like him as a player and everything, but he has physically waned. Oh, did you see that I tackle? The, the pace has gone as well. There was yeah. a tackle 50-50 in the middle of the park in the first half, and it looked like, he, honestly, it looked like their player was tackling a feather. Honestly, it was ridiculous how quickly he just went through Bellerin. And then Bellerin, yeah, he just looks like he's going backwards when he's running. Do you know it's what, incredible. Do you know there was a point where uh, I, can't, I distinctly remember this and I thought of you straight away. And the, and the, and the commentator said, oh, right, Bellerin got the ball. And the commentator said, right, you know, let's see what, what, he's, you know, what, what, he'll do, what he can do with his pace. And I was thinking, what pace? He hasn't got any pace anymore. And exactly that happened. He just stopped in his tracks and he had to try and mm. renegotiate what, what he was doing. It, it, before, when he first came along, he would have just bombed it down that yeah. wing. He would have just yeah. bombed it and left everyone for dead. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to mark because he seems to have got this feeling amongst the fans that, you know, he's, he's, he's an ex-captain. And what I don't disagree with that, and I do appreciate a lot of the stuff that he's doing off the field, um, 
He always wants to talk about off the field stuff, though. Every time I see a quote from Bellerin, it always oh, seems to start with. It always seems to start with. There's more to life than football, and I, I tend to agree with him. But can there not be more to life than football just for a few years? Because I, I, <laughs> I just, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I do agree, and I, there is so much more. You look at things like Marcus Rashford are doing at the moment, and I'm, oh, amazing! I'm just, it's fantastic. And it, mm. don't get me wrong, and, and, and I think Hector Bellerin is, um, you know, he's, he's a he's a glowing example in that sense. But I, I'd appreciate, put it this way, I'd appreciate it a lot more if they were doing their job on the pitch week in, week out. No, Jack, Jack, I don't agree. I, I, I agree with the stuff they're doing. It's amazing. I mean, I, I'm all for a lot of lot of that stuff. But my, uh, my, my issue is, and I'm always going to go back because I'm old school and probably James will, will, will agree here as well. You will as well. I remember an interview with Tony Adams and went on the PL uh, Premiership Legends that they, they little series they did. And he was on one of them. And when they interviewed him, he said... He, he would rally his troops and he used to call them his troops. And he said that while during season time, the only thing I got them thinking about was winning the league or concentrating on the game. And, and it was just football, football, football. He says he didn't care. He didn't give a shit what they did after. When the league finished, they could do exactly what they wanted. But during that time, from, from uh, August to May, he says that was the only thing that was, should have been on their minds and he made it be on their minds. And he said he, he, he had a go at anyone who kind of like was distracted. And now I know times were different then. I know we didn't have all this social media and all the applications w- which we could use to do what all the players are doing now. But from what I see constantly, and I don't know whether you two agree or not, all the time on Arsenal media, all the time on the website, they're just doing something else. They're having fun and games. They're doing these little quizzes between each other, which is all very well, well nice to see. But I'm like, that's fine if you're doing well on the pitch. And this is what you're talking about, Jack. If you're doing mm. well on the pitch, fine, do all of that shit. When you are struggling on the pitch, clearly as we are and have been for so long, you focus. Can I? I'd rather not see that lovely, happy, dappy, lardy da stuff. I want to see results and performances and dedication on that pitch and you're yeah. right. for that for that 90 yeah. minutes forget yeah. everything else your life is football because i'm mm. sorry lads that's what you're being paid for yeah. and the concern, the concern is we better look look you look at you compare hector bellerin to someone like lauren right lauren had a tenth of the potential that hector bellerin has but lauren i know he was in a better team but a far better team but he he's by far a better right back than hector bellerin and Hector Bellerin has gone, I know he's had his ACL tear, but he's been back for a while now. And I, I don't think we're seeing the progression. You're supposed to come back physically a lot stronger, maybe fitness wise, not so much. But I honestly, I didn't see that effect of Bellerin. He looked feeble, he looked weak, and he still continues to look like that. I don't think he, I don't want because I don't think he was one of the biggest problems yesterday. And like you said, I, I do think he is exposed by Pepe being quite an individualist and an extravagant player and just needing to be allowed to be free and I actually think Pepe will really benefit from Ozil being being removed from the team permanently to be honest because you, you just can't have two players like that in the team that are basically just allowed to roam do you know what I mean? I mean, Alexis was a little bit like that, but Alexis worked quite hard, didn't he? Mm, I mean, he, yeah. he, he oh. did work hard. You, you would never he say Alexis. Put the ball in the net as well. Yeah, he put a ball in the net, and he, he, yeah, like you said, he produced um, uh, uh, on a regular oh, no. basis. But he, yeah. but he, but he, when he wanted to, I mean, he worked his socks off. He worked defending from oh, the front, pure, like unbelievable. Pure grafting. 
yeah, I, you you ain't going to see no one like it. And I mean, you heard the comments from Arteta on the two players that we're talking about on Niles and on Pepe this week, and they were mm. quite interesting. When they sort of said he's giving Niles a, another chance, he spoke to him a lot about his character and how he's going to apply himself, and 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 he thinks he's he got a lot of good things about about him, and he's a, he's, a, he's a great person. He kind of spoke quite highly, and then Pepe, he's always very kind of um, touchy about Pepe, and he's he doesn't criticise him outrightly, but he always seems like he's wanting more from Pepe in, in, in a day-to-day in training. And, and this has been something that Lundberg and Emery have, have said about Pepe, um, which it's frustrating that we hear that so much about players currently at Arsenal Football Club. You hear it about Ozil, you hear it about Pepe, um, you know, you hear it even about Luis, you know, something's going on in the background. It just seems to be happening too much, you know, these sort of non-negotiables that Arteta talks about. Um it doesn't seem like they're really being, you know, adhered to from what I'm seeing. You know, if it's non-negotiable to give 100% in training, um, then why why, why do I keep seeing comments about, oh, well, you know, he needs to, some things have been going on the last few weeks and da-da-da. And I'm like, well, if it's non-negotiable, we should begin absolutely everything in training. It shouldn't be a problem um, yeah. where we start. So it just seems a bit odd. I understand where Arteta's coming from, but, um, you know, like he said at the end, he felt like it was a lot of it's his fault because they're not, adhering to the non-negotiables but it's um it's frustrating but but overall like james james was saying i think he's put i I, you know did a great performance but let's talk about it i mean cracking goal neil wasn't it i mean um we'll get to a couple of things that i want to talk to before we go i want to go back to the leno point because that's the biggest point but um as we're on pepe um he just made it look so easy, didn't he? Well, it looked like a training game, just cut inside, just just curled it in, a bit like the West Ham one, wasn't it? Yeah, very home. similar. Very um, similar. Yeah, but just 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 goes off kind of nonchalantly and like, oh, I do this in training all the time. And <laughs> I, 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 but, but that's why you're playing him, isn't it, Neil? I mean, he's got that bit yeah. of individual genius that he can do, and he's shown it a few times a season, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is why I, I so wanted to see him. Um, I completely understand. I'm, I'm, I'm with you with the, the Ozil conflict, and uh, that's why you you probably thought if Ozil plays, and Nelson's got to be on there rather than Pepe. It's two players of similar kind of ilk uh, in in how they go about their game. But you know, for me, you've got to have him on for that moment of magic because we're we're a, cl- a club. The way we are at the moment, we're so desperate for something like that because you know if we, somehow we manage to to hold on to uh, not conceding any goals. Then some, even if we are poor everywhere else on the field, then someone like him probably can do that in an instant, which could maybe win us a game or, or get us earn us a draw. And that's why I just think that we need to have someone like him. And you know, it's just it's just his left foot. I know I know he's been guilty a few times where he's had an opportunity and then as he's tried to switch to his left foot, his, the opportunity is gone. But when he has got the the, the time to you know c- collect himself and 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 then place you know get himself ready. For a, for a left kick, you know, a shot, you know, nine times out of 10, it's either going to make the keeper work uh, or, you know, be on target or go in like it did yesterday. And it was so clean. That's what I thought about the, just his mm. approach and, and the execution of it was just so clean. And it was a joy to watch, you know, when that went in, you know, if, if we had a crowd, oh, and if, if it had been at home, that it would have been a mental experience, you know, the fact that it was muted because we, we haven't got the fans, but it didn't take away for a second the quality of, of what, what he did there. And that's, that, that's his ability. That is what he can do. That is why, for me, he has to be part of the future for Arsenal because I think he's got it. 
you're right you're right james you know maybe that 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 issue can be sorted out with with you know helping helping the yeah, back out that's just coaching well what mate. he does that's, yeah. he can be yeah. co- you can coach yeah. that yeah. You, he's, yeah he's not uncoachable so, i'm, I'm yes, there's exactly. a lot of them who are but he, yeah. yeah you can you no. can coach that in him easy yeah yeah so i i don't think that's a major problem it is a problem but it's not a major problem i think at the end of the day his job is to to, to do what he does in front of goal and, yeah. and, and create those chances and that's what he's doing and and I and I and I and I I really do see Pepe being like you said earlier, Jack. I've been saying for ages. My, my forward front lineup now has to be. He has to be one of those three. He has to be, and because mm-hmm. of what he can do. And I and I and, I, and the thing is that can really rattle a defence as well, and that can rattle a team if he, if they know that he's got some skill like that and ability to do that the way he did yesterday. They're going to be fearful of him, and that that creates a little bit of uncertainty in the opposition's defence, which always works in. Uh, an, an attacking side's, you know, favour. So, yeah, fantastic goal. Brilliant. And that was the only, that's been so far one of the high, only highlights of the, the, the two games so far. So, yeah, well, yeah, at least we have something positive to talk about. Can I just say yeah, on the goal yeah, as well, just quick, um, you know, it's another assist for Saka. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, he, you know, 18 years of age, like we keep saying, and that's 11 in the season in all hmm. competitions now and uh, you, know, you know he's he's got three more than any other Arsenal player and only you know De Bruyne Maris uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold have more assists than him wow uh, out of the Premier League anyway but I'm like you know this is this is why you got to sit this guy down and get this fucking contract oh, signed don't 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 ASAP gosh ASAP I mean he if he's he's pulling up these numbers at 18 you know, what's he gonna if, if he's still at Arsenal? But when he's like what twenty five to twenty eight, if he's getting eleven assists at eight, you know, when he grows even a bit more physically and everything else, he, he, what numbers is he gonna get then? Because mm. he's, oh, no, he's, he's, he's storming it at eighteen years old. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's he's a, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a terrific youngster, man. I just, he is. Um, he really is. The longer it goes, though, the longer it goes, the oh, more, oh, more oh, oh, it's going to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and well, I, I don't I'm, trust I'm, our club to do anything at the moment. So, not I'm, you know, I'm looking at it where I'm like, obviously, the way he plays and everything, he's got very high intellect. You know, he's he, he's got that switch of cleverness, positionally, pace, everything else. Yeah. So obviously, he's a he's a clever kid. If I'm looking at it, I'm like. Do you know what? Do I really want to stay? Because my it's, it's, my my level is that way up. Yeah, the problem I've got. That I I do know what you mean, and I know we're in a terrible state. But what uh, is he going to play this much any anywhere else? He goes to any of the top six in the league, which is probably you know where he's getting offers from, right? He might be getting off. I'm sure he's getting offers from abroad as well. But yeah. let's talk the top six anywhere in the league. Let's talk Liverpool City. He's not playing yeah. for him. He's not playing for him. Yeah. He's not I, starting for him. He'll I play a little bit it, in the cups, I look at maybe. it from the point of view of Jack that I'm looking at Borussia Dortmund potentially selling Sancho. Yeah. And I know they've got their eye on England. And I just see him slotting right there in, in Borussia Dortmund because they they'd offer him pretty much a decent wage. And I think he'd look at it and go, do you know what? Like you said, top six in the, in the Prem. Who am I really going to get in in the top six of the Prem? You know, yeah. I think I think I think he, you know, he walks he walks into uh, them lot up the road, Steve. I don't want to even fathom that, but he would. He, 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 would he get in the new look Chelsea? Ah, uh, probably not. I don't think so. 
Um, he potentially, potentially he could be second fiddle at a Liverpool. He definitely start for United. Yeah, but, yeah. The, 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 yeah. The, the thing with him is, um, I, I, I don't think he's I don't got agree. Dortmund's replacement for Sancho written all over him. Yeah, probably. I hate, I hate thinking about that. Yeah, the, the, the thing um, we've got no pull in terms of Europe opposition or where we're no, at, but, no, but um, exactly. so it's going to have to be financial. And I think this is the one I don't agree with giving you know young players huge wages. You see how it's worked with you know Hudson Odoi at Chelsea and, and these kind of things, and and, mm. and Liverpool did, didn't do it with Sterling for a long time, and and, and I think that was the right choice. And um, but but I think I think this is going to have to. We're going to have to make this the exception, you know. And when you've got contracts that you can wipe your hands off that are close to 200k a week, like David Luiz, and you know that money could go to to a player that could give you a, a, a you know, a, a future for for 10 years, I don't even know why we're thinking of it. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't uh, know why we're thinking you know, of it. Do you know what we've, we've, we've in our club? We've seen so many youngsters with so much, you know, hype, so much potential, but you know they've always fallen. A, uh, by the wayside, whether that's their fault or not, but it's just happened. But with him, he's an exception, pretty much like uh, Fabregas was. When Fabregas started at the age of 16 or wherever he was, you knew that there was something special about him. And, you know, mm. and, you know unfortunately, it, it didn't. the tenure didn't last as long as we liked it to at Arsenal. But when when he was there, he, he, was, he had so much promise and he fulfilled it. And I mm. think I can see the same in Saka. It's exactly, it's, the parallels there are, are there. And we have to tie him in. And if we don't, do you know what? I, I, I'll lose whatever little faith I'm hanging on to this club. It's going to go because if we let him go, what, what does that say about us? What does that say? It doesn't say anything at all. Yeah. It, it's it needs to, it's not an it, it is paramount that we do it. There is no other choice. We have to get him to sign. Yeah. I mean, we've got to keep him. Yeah, mm. and the longer the wait, the bigger the worry. And I don't understand the wait. So it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's incredible to be honest. It should be. It should have been done and dusted during the break. So it's worrying. Um, but um, let's go back to the, the the biggest incident of the game. What I think was a turning point, despite the fact that Pepe scored. Um, you know, um, in the second half, and and the incident was in the first half. So, so Leno goes up for the ball. Um, He's got the ball in his hands, and Mulpai, who, who, who I don't even know, and now he's flipping famous based on the back of our name again. Again, we, you know, um, unbelievable. But the ball's come, and from what I can see, Mulpai just recklessly, unnecessarily. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going into to hurt. I don't. I, I wouldn't put it in the the same category maybe as an Anatovich versus Dabucci, um or, a, you know, a Shawcross against Ramsey or, you, you, you know, a Taylor against Eduardo. So, you know, I, I wouldn't put it in that category, but it's really silly. It's really reckless and it's really, really unnecessary. I'd say that much. It's um, incredible that Martin Atkinson's not booked a guy for it. Um, Leno goes up, he hyperextends his knee, goes down, apparently, you know, according to the commentators, the, the, the few Arsenal ones that were there, they can hear the screams, they can hear oh, him um, going crazy. Um, with that hyperextension, I mean, if you remember back, like, I can't think of an Arsenal player specifically that's done that injury, but Kurt Zuma was the hy- was hyperextension ACL tear. Um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic for, um, for Man U did very similar mechanism, jumped on one leg, hyperextended, tore his ACL and his PCL. Um, so pretty much with a hyperextension mechanism, is it ACL or PCL or both? Um, you could get re- lucky and it be neither, but you don't usually see a player go down in that kind of pain and that kind of concern on his face, um, knowing that something's wrong. Um, 
and then and then the, you know obviously the medical team go ahead and splint his old leg and put him on a on a stretcher um if it's just you know a um a sort of aggravation to the joint so you're looking at that and obviously that's long term he's our best player um i think over the last 12 months i don't think we can argue that he's probably been our best player over the last 12 months um he's been under a lot of pressure over the last 12 months so he's had a lot to do but he's been our best player but um neil what do you think of the incident um what should have happened and what do you think of the players there's been a lot of talk online about our players reaction to that incident uh it's incident uh Gosh, it just threw me off after that. I was so upset. I even lost focus on the game. It was, you know, it just brought back Ramsey. It brought back Eduardo. It brought back Diaby. It brought back all those awful times uh, uh, that we'd experienced. And uh, it just threw me off, I've got to admit. And I lost focus on the game. I just couldn't concentrate for, for a good while. Probably up until Pepe's goal because I just couldn't get into it because it it, it took that much of an emotional uh, a, a chunk out of me, um, you know. I I I I feel that it, uh, it's our luck. You know, we have we always seem to suffer injuries to key players at the wrong time, and to the and to the players that seem to be doing, you know, the odd moments that they we have a few, few select players that are doing well <clears throat> for our club and keeping keep, keeping us kind of within a range where you know something is attainable, which I think Leno has done. Um, you know, people talk sight about Aubameyang's goals. If we hadn't scored the goals that he has, we would be in those bottom three. But I think at the same time, what Leno's done for us has also kept us in in, in the position that we're in. Although it's not great, obviously it's not good, but it's 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 something. And you know, if we'd won yesterday, we would have leapfrogged a couple of teams. Um, so <clears throat> it's a massive loss. It's so it's so huge. Um, and I don't know where we're going to go with that because what's that going to do for the, to the team? Uh, it ha- obviously, we showed yesterday after that incident, the team lost everything that I spoke about earlier, the cohesion, the movement, the shape. It just went, you know, we, we started, we, we looked like the team again that, we, that, that we, we saw against Man City for me after that incident. Everything just changed. Um, so there's, there's, there's a, the effect that it has on the rest of the players. There's the effect it's going to have on Leno because you know if it is is, is what you're saying it is, if he's going to be out for whatever long term uh, amount of time that he is, how's he going to come back? Is he going to be? I think he's quite a strong character, so there's that hope. But you know it could affect him mentally, and is he going to be the same keeper that we've seen in the last twelve months? Don't know. Question mark. So there's that worry as well. I feel for him as a as an individual because that that was completely unnecessary for me. Uh, the response from the officiate, officiators was disgusting because at the very least he should have been booked for me. Uh, nothing, nothing at all given. Yet when I think later on down the line, the same happened the other way around. There was a card brandished. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. And I, and, 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 and I think we talk with, with the players. I'm not saying they go in for the kill. But, and, and do maybe what Gwen Doozy did at the end of the match, which is probably a little bit too little too late. But they should have been in, in, you know, showing some kind of uh, reaction to that, uh, and they should have got in, you know, people's faces and and made a point of what the hell's going on here, and that for me is the huge difference between the teams of us that we've seen that have been successful, and the teams of late where you just feel that there's there's all this nicety about them and all this nice nice uh, and 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 almost like you know wrapping everyone in cotton wool kind of thing. And there's no real kind of meathead 
in your face. You know, that's that's my, that's one of my troops there. And what the hell are you doing? And, and getting in the players' faces, getting in the referees' faces. And just nothing, just nothing, no reaction. I mean, everyone's upset, but that's it. You know, there's just nothing going on. And for me, that speaks volumes about the mentality of the players, the mentality of the club. And, and are they really going on that pitch with the determination and the will and the kind of feeling and preparation that we go on that pitch to win? We're going to war. We're going into battle. I don't see any of that. In the past, when you had the when you used to see the tunnels, uh, the players in the tunnel, you could see that there was that that grit and that steel and that you know nastiness almost against the other team. When I see it now, they're all smiling at each other and shaking hands, in some case hugging each other, and 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 that's something that Roy Keane says he sees, and 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 I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it because it's like boxing. You go into the ring. And you might be friends. The guy that you're fighting, might you might be mates with him. But when you're in that ring, you hate him. He's your the worst person on the planet, and you want to kill him. And and I think that's the that's what we've lost. And that's showed yesterday, and in, in our players' reaction with what happened to Leno, it was ridiculous. And and, I, and that really worries me in a big way. But um, I, I just think no card brandish for that. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke as well. You know, we've got VAR. We've got all this brilliant, fantastic technology. It just doesn't seem to. Well, I think James said it. It's not but VAR. It should be far as in farcical, especially yeah. when it comes to us. Especially when it comes to Arsenal. Uh, mm. I, I was livid. I was so angry, and it didn't mm. help when you had bloody Rio Ferdinand or BT Sports saying what he did, which I'm not going to go into because I've said it all on Twitter. I, I just think it's an absolute joke. You know, the guy. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't probably with intent of of those other examples you gave earlier, Jack. But that was still unnecessary. Leno had both hands on the ball. He'd won the battle for that ball. And he did go in. I think he pushed him with both hands, not even one hand, I think. And, you know, that, that that's just, it's just not on for me. Yeah. And I was I, I was fuming, fuming, mate. Yeah, and the reason he does the injury is because he's trying to stay in the box, isn't he? So, yeah. you know, that push is forcing him out of the box. Yeah. And Leno panics. And yeah. that's why the injury occurs. So it's really important to realise that it's not just simply a push, it's you've got to see the effect of the push and what yeah, it does yeah, to yeah. the player. And we've seen it with people going over advertising boardings with Alexis in the past and, you know, they've got away with it and that doesn't make it right, right? No. It doesn't make doing that right. But, um, James, um, what's your thoughts on it and and, and, and the players' Ooh. reaction as well? Because this is not something that's just embedded yeah. in this squad. It's embedded in this club since, no. you know, the, the Eduardo incident. We let mm-hmm. that get the better of us mm-hmm. um, and, and we end up losing the league title. You know, you, yeah. you talk about Newcastle 4-0 up, go to 4-4. I mean, we let little things in games change the whole narrative of the game and, and, and let it guide it rather than using it to motivate us. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay. So, I echo all the sentiments that have been said by Neil. Um, for me, it's, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. You People can go, oh, he didn't have the intent and everything. He's at, He's got previous. He's got previous from when he, I think he stamped on John McGinn when he was at Boer, when he was at Brent, I think he was at Brentford. Yeah, I and saw he, the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, against Villa. So, and I'm like, he 100% knows what he's doing and Leno's got two hands on the ball and I'm sorry they've got to make a new rule now that this is this is classed as serious foul play because mm, when yeah. you've got that even if they're running at speed and they nudge them like this and the momentum where they're running and they you know like if they fall over like the advertising hoardings and stuff yeah 
it, like you said, with Debucci and it, it pops the shoulders out or whatever, it's got to be classed as serious foul play because it is so dangerous to do to to any any position on the pitch. It's and it's just he, he's made no attempt to win the ball. Leno has two hands on it, and like you've said, Neil and Jack as well, but we lose arguably next to Saka, our most consistent performer all season. I know Aubameyang scores the goals. I know he's, you know, I know he does well. I know Pepe and everything. But I'm like, if you're talking pure consistency and people that you're like, well, he ain't had a shit game. Leno and Saka are the two this year that I haven't really seen dip and have no, what I would no. call terrible, terrible games. Well, and He was man of the match, wasn't he, at City? Yeah, and I was man of the match. City, yeah, wasn't he? I'm man but of the I mean, match anyway. I mean, I mean, we we've had two games, and we've had three season-ending injuries <laughs> in two <laughs> games. And it's like, but fo- but football had to come back, didn't it? It had yeah, to come back. It did. You know, we, we it had to. That we yeah. we couldn't have avoided it. It had to. Football had to come back, didn't it? It had to come back. And Neil, I know you won't comment on it, but uh, I didn't say anything much on Twitter. Um, I just want to, you know, I just want to throw it out there. I like Rio Ferdinand. Um, you know, I never really thought he's a shit house, anything like that. I always respected him as a player. I thought he was very, very good. If anything, he's played in one of my most favourable Premier League partnerships, him and Vidic. I was always very jealous of them two together, especially especially with him, Amanda Vidic. I thought, what a player that guy was. But um, his comments, I'm sorry, but he had no malice and intent to hurt him. And it's a contact sport. And he was putting one on him. Um <sighs> How can you put one on somebody and not hurt them? I thought the whole definition of put one on him is to hurt the person and make them think, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, of course Rio, it is. Rio Rio what's, what's, would have said... Put, the... What's putting James. one on him? What is putting one on him no. without malice or intent to hurt? And I mean, this. what I will say as well is, <clears throat> is if I ever commit crimes, I want Rio Ferdinand on my side. If I commit a bank robbery later on today or whenever... And I'm putting them, you know, it's going wrong. I'm putting the money in the bag. The alarms are going off. One of the clerks runs out to stop me. I pull out a gun. I shoot them. I want Rio Ferdinand in court, you know. Oh, you know, it was going wrong for James. But, he, you know, he didn't mean to shoot him. And when he did shoot him, he didn't mean to cause malice or harm. Do you know what I mean? If it, James, if that had been De Gea... He's got to give his head a wobble. He has got to give his head a wobble. Yeah. If, if that had been De Gea, he would have been saying the complete opposite. I, I, I trust me on that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I respect what you've said about him, but I don't feel the same. I've never liked the guy from from what, from being a oh, pundit. Oh, he hates Arsenal, I, I, but I, I, find me a apps. pundit who doesn't. Find me a pundit No, no, who I know. I know. But, but to come out with shit like that, what he did was just unacceptable for me. Uh, and, yeah. and, I, and, and you know, I voiced it on Twitter. I've only seen what yeah. I put, but I voiced it on Twitter in two tweets and, and I've summed it up in there. And I, I, I don't want to say any more because I was just going to get myself riled up again. <laughs> Can I just quickly just interrupt? Sorry, well, sorry, James, and sorry, sorry, Jack. One, the only, the only thing that sheds a bit of light for me with Leno, but I'm, I mean, I'm no expert, you know. I, I, I take that. But the only thing that does, he was, he must have been in so much pain, and maybe he was already given some medication to ease that pain. But the thing that that kind of struck me is he actually got, he raised his head, raised himself up to have a go. To have a go, yeah, you know, yeah, I loved it. I and loved that, it, and, yeah. and I, lo- I loved it. But that also thought, okay, then it might not be as bad as Theo Walcott. Yeah, he did. Do you remember Theo yeah. Walcott? Yeah, he, two was, nil. he was laughing yeah, two, two nil. nil. Yeah, two yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think he does. So that's what I'm saying. What? He could have been the medication yeah, as well. I know. I know that. One thing I'll say as a caveat to that, Liz Neil, is 
and you know I, I don't mean this in a nasty way but he, he's German mate they're wired different yeah they're, you know they're, I mean? they're they on Duracell they're just, plus. They're just you <laughs> yeah. know not, not, he's not as nutty as Layman was yeah, but I mean, if you if you slap Layman's leg on half on one leg, he will hobble to you and fucking clap you. But yeah, he was, he was, <laughs> he was, he was just wired a different way. But you know, I was I was I, 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 people were saying he was telling him he's coming for him and he's sending for him and everything else <laughs> when he gets back or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like. I'm like he knew. He's like you, you, you have ruined my. You know, you've ended my season, and I'm looking at about like you said. That's a year for me. That looks like that's a year. Yeah, and then when he slightly. comes back, when he comes back, what sort of goalkeeper is he going to be? That's what I said. That's what it takes then, time. Look at how long it's taking Bellerin and Holden. And then added to that, you know, Martinez, who I thought did quite well, but. Yeah. Our next keeper after Martinez is Matt Macy, and his contract ends in ten days. I'm hey. like, this is, yeah, I, do you know what there I mean? I'm like, what, so another what? goalkeeper, another headache for Arteta. Well, yeah, and I'm like, is he gonna is he gonna rest Martinez in the FA Cup against Sheffield? And I, I don't think he is. I think he's gonna have to just play him for every game. Yeah, I don't like think he's really. I don't think he's gonna put Macy in against Sheffield United. No, no, no. I have to play Martinez. Yeah. But the way yeah. things are going, who knows where our next injury is oh. coming from? So oh. we, you know, three games down the line, we have clash knacking goals. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, we just we might as well just become full full gold circus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just become a full circus. Open the doors. Let people do the raffles, and oh, um, just become full good, full gold. Yeah. So we should all go out in the next game with a fluffy red wig on and <laughs> big giant green shoes and paint yeah. face. And just to go, be honest, yeah, I've seen Gunnasaurus save penalties at half time. So maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Can we can, can we get? Can, well, he takes night? up a third of the goals, so it's probably. Well, not that's bad it. Sound. I was say, you, that's why I said Kalashnikov. You see, <laughs> is there laws <laughs> on dinosaurs being in the in goal in the press? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we allowed? Is, is there? Is there a rule for FA that they don't allow dinosaurs? You know what I mean? I don't there know. you go. Yeah, yeah. I I was, at the end of this game, I was going, when's the next COVID <laughs> testing? Yeah. When's yeah. the next COVID But But, um, no, no you're, you're, you're saying about Kalashnikov filling the goal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've never seen someone that's so well built, but still look so. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, he's, he's, he's not like down. Luke Shaw. He's not at the stage where if he cuts his toenails, he's he's giving himself a tit wank. But he's still <laughs> he's still in a bad he's still he's still in a bit of a bad way. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, he's a waste of space. He's a yeah. waste of space. I was watching. He goes there within five minutes. He's rolling on the ground. He's he's he, he can't goes up. He can't get back. He's an absolute waste of space. Get rid of it. He's in my get rid category for later. <laughs> Um, for whatever price, I'd pay someone to take Kalashnikov off our hands. Honestly, I would. He is a he is utter rubbish. Honestly, he's useless. I don't know what he does. He can't play left back, and he's a left back. He can't we bought a left back that can't play in the position that we bought him. In. It's absolutely a tra- I can't stand him. Um, sure, but yeah, I'd like him to back me up off the field. But other than that, I don't want him. Don't want him in the team. But um, it's a really big turning point. I do think we have to caveat it with. Um, I know one of the rules in in the post-pandemic um, closed doors scenario is not to surround the referee. So I think we have to look at that, and a lot of the accusations were the other. Why aren't we going up to the referee and trying to make him see how bad um, a pie's um, challenge is? Uh, I don't know if that ha- has had an effect. We'll have to see in future games elsewhere. Maybe you can tell me there's been a game already where someone's surrounded the referee, but we're supposed to, you know, save things from a distance, etc., and not surround hmm. referees and things like that. So may- maybe that. But I do think there's a far bigger picture there in just 
globally. We let these little incidents affect our whole performance rather oh, than it course. motivated us. Do you remember we used to go to Anfield and go down to 10 men and wrong And win. And win. It was wrong. Sometimes you'd go, I wish that wasn't even a, a, a red card and you'd be infuriated. But the team would always know. You let it you, don't you? You, you use it for your, your advantage. And now yeah. we do the opposite. We let oh, it. Jack, we, you, we and, you, 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 and, you and Neil are older than me. So you will know this more than I do. Um, Tony Adams went to prison and we won the league. Yeah. Like, and, we lo- and, and we had two points deducted. And yeah, like, points deducted. like, come yeah. on. There like, you go. They're, they're just frail. They're yeah. just frail Massively. mentally. No, no leadership. Completely... No leadership at all. Any opportunity to bail, we take it. Any opportunity mm. to, to, to get upset and, and, and take our minds away from what the real yeah. target is, we, yeah. we, we allow it to take advantage of And us. I mean, Gwendozi at the end, okay, like I said, I wanted someone to get it up, Mopay. I'm like, you know what? Give him something back just for him to go, oh, fucking hell. But, but, and, you know, in his interview, like he said after the game as well, you know, they should learn humility and everything. And Arteta come back and went, my players are. But I'm like, you know what? If we're giving it at only 1 0 to the extent that that Mopay said we were, and he's like, that just spurred. But I'm like, don't win the game, then give it. Yeah. Win the game. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't, don't start giving it, you know, Bobby Big Bollocks. Yeah. Oh, when you're Timmy Tiny testes. Yeah, yeah, get, get it done. and then. Yeah. But for him to grab him by the throat, that's just... Uh, I mean, there's questions about this guy's maturity and attitude and application. But that, for me, I'm like, you know, give him a shove, have a few verbals with him. I don't know, maybe even, you know, have a fucking scrap. But when you grab someone by the throat, that's just because you've got no control. And you that's just senseless violence to me, grabbing, yeah. them, grabbing a person by the throat. Well, He's going to get banned for about 10 games for it, I reckon. And if he doesn't, he's very, very lucky boy. But I, I, I'm, I, I just thought it was just stupid. I, I looked at him and just thought, you, you, you're an idiot. And then he, cut, he walked away, then he come back, then he walked away, then he cut. I'm like, if you're going to come back, come back and actually whack him. Because you look yeah. more stupid. You know those people that are like, oh, hold me back, I'm going to do it. Like, you're, never, you're not going to do nothing. Yeah. You're, not gonna do nothing. You're, just... you're waving your arms in the air. You couldn't fight your way through a bag of quavers. Yeah. Like... It just shows no leadership. We, we yeah. don't act in the right way. I'm all, I'm all for you know, looking at that player going, I'm going I'm to get you. But you've got to do it intelligently. You've got yeah. to do it. You know, There's cameras everywhere, but you've got to do it cleverly. You've got to make sure that I am not going to let you have an inch in this game. And that Mupai went from strength to strength after that. Uh, yep. A player like that should have felt really, really guilty. And he let it fuel him, mm. right? And and we allowed him to. We allowed him to get under our skin, right? He started creating chances. Suddenly, this Mupai looks like the best player on the pitch. I'm going, we I didn't any notice him in the first 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, of course we will. We we create stars. You know, you, you mm. hear about players playing. He hasn't scored for 17 years, but he scored yeah. a hat against Arsenal. And I'm yeah. like, it, it's just unbelievable. You won't hear about him again for another six months. But then when he plays Arsenal again, it'll be yeah. all over the news. And it's just... It's so frustrating. Brian done that. the double on us first time in in their history, I think, or if, if not, then yeah. it's been bloody decades. You know, Jesus every Christ. every every everyone creates records against us. It's unbelievable. We're, we're breaking records for all the wrong reasons constantly. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I think yeah. wasn't, that, wasn't that his first goal for a while as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, unbelievable. It's their, it's their first win of the in the in the calendar in, in year. Twenty twenty. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. There you go. And we've gone from us. Yeah. being unbeaten in 2020 to football coming back and losing two games there we go yeah. but it had to come back remember void, that it void, had to it void, had to come it. back 
avoid it. Yeah, shocking, shocking. But um, that was a huge turnover. It's so um, upsetting. I think really, I I like Neil felt no matter what the result in this game, that was just a huge blow for our our paper thin squad as it was um, in a position that we really. Ha- can't, and I'm not, not saying Martinez isn't a capable goalkeeper, but we know how important Leno is for us yeah. in a time where you know we've got no trust in the people in front of him. Um, he was he was the one reliable um, yeah. one in the spine of our team. So I, I just felt no matter what the result, um, we, you know the season's kind of you know just coming to an end already, really in 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 our heads. But um, second half, I mean, obviously we talked about the Pepe goal, and we're one 0 up after you know seventy. You know, I think it was about seventieth minute that he scored that uh, lovely little curling shot. And then um, we just switch off. We switch off on a corner. They take a short corner with schoolboy schoolboy stuff again. Switch off. They do a little one-two, and suddenly they're in our box. Um, we've got about ten players to their two in the six-yard box, and somehow their two players get touches on it. I think Mupai is the first one. He gets a little flick, um, and then it sort of collides with Holding, who I thought did all right, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I've re- if we're going to talk about positives, I know, I think yeah, I'm looking at the second goal again, and, and maybe him and Mustafi are at fault, but to be honest, when I was watching a large proportion of that game, I felt far more comfortable watching Holding than I did watching Socrates, than I did nice. watching Luis. And, and this is a Rob Holding that's, that I thought about it while I was watching the game. and Without doubt, he is the most talented centre-back we have on the books currently. Without doubt, I think. In terms of, we look at the peaks of all the players. You know, think about Rob Holding pre-injury, you know, against Chelsea and Adel Diego Costa like he wasn't there in the cup final, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is a player that, that, that if there can be any positive out of these useless next six or seven games, it's giving him the chance to play for Arsenal Football Club again. And I, I think that might be really valuable in a position that we we just don't know where we're going to be at in um, come come the start of next season. Um, I mean, I mean the goal. If you want to go through it, the Bellerin, Bellerin. Well, that's it. Um, but Bellerin first and foremost. He isn't imposing. He isn't threatening. He's not doing enough to stop that threat no, from coming in. He just yeah. And then like you said, Neil, like I said, turns his back on the fucking ball. No. Yeah, but he didn't even close him down either. He's yeah, to, yeah, but he then he, he turns his back on it. It's yeah. Like, what? yeah, no, got, no. Yeah. He's got his arms behind his back. Yeah. What, what did I? Stuff. What did I say to you before the game? I said I like this Lewis Dunk. He scores goals. Of course, yeah. he did. Yeah. He's a brilliant defender. He's a captain. He's a leader. This is the leader. sort of guy. Yeah, exactly. This is the sort of guy we need in our team. And again. Defending set pieces next to Villa, thirteen goals we've conceded from set pieces. Yeah, I think they're on fifteen. That's 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 minus penalties. You had penalties, I think we're top. So, um, Jesus, I'm like for Christ. You know, sake. James, your stat man. You know we've been in the lead thirteen times this season, and only won six of them. Yeah, after yeah. being in the lead. Yeah, no, I'm character. But it's it's the yeah, it's that yeah, it is. And but I mean, just there's no. Emphasis or and if if there's a slight blemish to... on Saka, sorry James, a slight blemish no, on. on Saka. I think he he played them on side as well. He, he yeah. didn't move up the line, so he. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, he's not a defender. That's I mean, no. you've got to remember that he's not a defender. No. But I'm I'm like neutralise the bloody threat. Like Bellerin, you're running out to you're running out on the short corner, right? You you you've you've either you've either got to get the man or you've got to get that ball, and he got neither. And then for Lacassette to just turn, like I shouldn't be seeing that number nine. And 
okay, it wasn't his name, it's the Black Lives Matter slogan, but I shouldn't be seeing his number. I should be seeing him front. Do you know exactly. what I mean? I should be seeing his exactly. front. Exactly. With your chest, with something. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's... Well, they all, all of them. A, all of them. It's, it's, need to, it's just a joke. All of them need to look at Dunk. You're the guy that you've been talking yeah. about, James. All of, all of them have to. All all of you could get the whole team to look at play back that video uh, of that mm. that game to them and say, "Watch him. Forget you, because you were rubbish. What, what, look at him. Look what he's yeah. doing. Look at the leadership yeah. skills that he's showing. Yeah. Look at the leadership qualities." And the weird thing is, um, Ray Parler's actually sounded. They were they were asked him a question. They interviewed Ray Parler and they said, who out of the Brighton team do you think would get into the Arsenal team? And the first person he said, and the only person he said was Dunk. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he said, he's, he's, he said, we, he he's said, we so need him. good. He really yeah. is. He's a really, yeah. really good player. And do you know what? I was, I was somewhat grateful that it did go in because Rob Holding punches it off the line after it's gone in. And the oh, last, yeah. and, and do you know what? Uh, when that happened, me and my dad looked at each other and went, can they retrospectively give a red card for a red handball, card. even though the goal's yeah. gone in. And he went, mm. no, I don't think they can. Because I was just like, oh, fuck, if Shoot. he gets, ba- if he gets banned, point. I'm like, okay, I think Medley's a good player, but I'm like, if he gets a one-game ban and then we got to go Southampton or have I'm like, oh, my God, I just... I don't think it makes much difference at the moment, James. <laughs> no, 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 but I just, I just <laughs> despair at it. I just... Do you know what I mean? Like, like obviously... <laughs> I'm not a professional footballer. I don't attest to be a professional footballer, but Basics. I'm like this is this is this is schoolboy stuff. Basics. It really, it really is. And we're so crap at set pieces. Unbelievably yeah. rubbish. Yeah, yeah. You, you like... were talking about you were to- talking about coaching Pepe, right? With with regards to exposing Bellerin. Well, mm. sorry, they need to be coaching about set pieces as well because we yeah, are oh, yeah. crap at them. Crap, yeah. absolutely shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a really bad goal to concede. And I, I felt for holding because he could have cleared it. It's not his fault mm. that it's got to him, mm. but he, he could have cleared it and, 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 and he didn't. I thought he was okay up until that point. And, yeah. and, um, I thought then, him and Mustafi played really well. Yeah, no, As, you know, I thought I Mustafi no with, with, with his aerials and everything, I thought he was superb. Yeah, it's great. I, yeah. Thought, I thought both of them were really, really good, apart from... Um, I mean, you you you'll touch on the next goal. That that was the only time. Yeah, they both both of them. Had both of them there. I'm like, ah, oh, you you it's you a great it, it. To be honest, I mean, the, uh, I shouldn't be saying this, but it was it was a, good movement a, from him. There's, yeah. a, there's an argument to say that Wisdom should have gone. I mean, it the, the, mm. it went. I don't know if it did on your screen, but it went up with three minutes injury time. Then it changed to four with minutes injury time. It was about mm. ninety four thirty, and I remember watching it going. They're going to blow any second now, and they didn't. It went on about thirty seconds, and then it's a really good move from mm. them. Um, Mustafi blew, yeah, blew it when we got the corner, didn't he? he yes, Bellerin yes. was going nuts at that. He was going mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but it's it's a good movie. That Mupai is a great finish from 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 Mupai. In fairness, um, mm. and um, holding probably you know he has to get first to that ball um, just to get his foot on it, not allow yeah. that person to flick it inside. But it's a great um, flick, and Mustafi I mean, lets even, him go. Even before it, you watch Maitland Niles and Gwendozi there. I'm like, you are just both. So, yeah. and I mean, I, like I said, I'm advocating for Maitland Niles to play CDM and I'm going to somewhat contradict what I'm saying, but I'm like, the, 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 just, just the pace of them both. Well, you're I'm advocating like, for it because our options are so Yeah, but I'm like, you, I'm like, you haven't got half an hour to close that ball down. You've got, to, I don't know, Gwen Doozy played along, uh, you know, uh, he, he might have been exhausted or whatever, but I'm like, you've got to chase that. You've got to chase that. 
oh, they just think they've got ages to mop yeah, it all up. No or they think the players behind them are going to sort it. And I'm like, no, the people behind you ain't that good either. No, no. Well, there's no accountability. Is there? No. We're, no. We're, 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 a, we're a team that says, you take this one, mate. You, yeah, you yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You take the, you take the blame you. as well. Yeah, he'll yeah. cover you. He'll it, it, get it. Don't worry about blame it. Blame yeah, someone else. It's, it's just fundamentally weak. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, seriously, it just it's just all weak. Well, well, let's one more point before I talk about where it leaves us. Um, obviously, on the seventy ninth minute, and there was a couple of chances. You know, Bamiang had a had a, had a good shot, a silly tackle mm. from Lacazette on fifty three, which um, like Neil said, was booked for, and it was a booking. Yeah. But Mubai didn't. He should have. He should have scored um, the one straight after half time. I think it was forty seven minutes in. When yeah. he, he hit it straight at Ryan, when he had the other, he, he had the other whole side of the net. He should have smashed that across the goal. Not he should have gone for the far like post, not the near like one. That, was that? Like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, no, no, no. That was a Bamiyang. That was a Bamiyang. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm getting my chance. Uh, Bamiyang's missed a lot of chances in this game. Yes, yeah. great. Yeah. He's in a position to do it, but he's missed a lot. But the, the one that he did finish, they they gave offside, and mm. I, I'm, mm. I'm always stunned by that because I look at it, and I'm going, "Oh, that's really close." And when it's, it's Arsenal, they give it like that. They give it in ten seconds. They go, "Yeah, uh, it's offside." I tell you, you watch that for another club. They'll spend two minutes on that if it's at Anfield. They'll spend two minutes looking at that, going, oh, "Well, hold on a minute. If we stop the ball there." And it's amazing when I watch us. If it's slight, if it, it probably was slightly off, but it's amazing. They'll just click their fingers and go, "Yeah, carry on," and move off it. But um, the real frustrating part, obviously, you know, the, the, the way we played after the Leno incident was was poor, and we didn't deserve to win the game probably after that. But um, we should have finished the game off in the first twenty. But the seventy ninth minute, there was a definite penalty on Kalashnik. Bamiyang has that shot that goes everywhere, and the keeper kind of parries. And I think like. James said before we got on air, it was um, a free kick by Atkinson given for a high foot. But basically, this defender, it might have been Dunk, I'm not sure if it was Dunk, has literally bent over to head the ball. And because Eddie and Ketier has put his foot up to about hip height, they've called that a high foot. That's not a high foot, it's a low head. Okay, that's a low head. You, you, you can't call it a high foot when someone's decided to head a ball, they should volley. It's not a high foot. And straight after it, Kalashnik wiped out in the six-yard box. And it's, a, and, it, and it's a blatant penalty. And again, what's really frustrating is we don't even appeal for it. We don't... It, not that it would make a difference, but I would be livid watching that back. Like, livid. And, and literally, Kalashnik kind of puts his hands up to the side. And we just, you know, we just go with it. Again... COVID-19 might be a factor in surrounding the ref, but we don't, it, I thought it was a blatant penalty. I don't know what you two thought. But, um, I don't, but again, it's not, we shouldn't be looking at an incident like that against Brian away. We should have dealt with a game and finished it off. And uh, Yeah, 100%. And we didn't. And where does it leave us now, boys? I mean, it leaves us, Europe's not going to happen, even Europa League via the league, is it? No. Do, you want, no. do you want it to happen? I mean, are we going to, are we well, going to embarrass I mean, ourselves out there? But I know what I you mean. I don't want it to happen in the sense that I, I you know, I don't like watching us in the Europa League. But I mean, financially, it, yeah. no, no, no. It, yeah, exactly. That's the worrying part, but, isn't it? Financially. You, you, know, you know what's the most scariest thing as well is, is that the FA Cup might be his best route to European football now, and even then. If we win the FA Cup, and that's still a big if, considering the form that we're on and everything else, um, that final I believe is August seventh. 
I believe. I think it's the 7th of August that final's being played. Um, you don't go in automatically to the Europa League. You go into what they class as the qualifying round. And those games take place on the 27th of August. Wow. So that's how quick that we've is. got to get transfers that's, done. That's 20 and days. And that's 20 days for us to screw up about 12 contracts. <laughs> that is literally... And get about li- four more season-ending li- injuries. Li- literally, that... I mean, I don't know when they're going to resume the new Premier League season. I, I was always thinking that it was probably it's going to end that sort of time and they'll bring it back September. Yeah, but we I think it that have would to be. yeah, it, it's literally like that. That to me would be dash your preseason. Like I don't know if they're going to do an Emirates Cup or whatever this year, but I'm like scrap it because your preseason are those two Europa League qualifiers. Jesus. All right. Well, yeah, there you go, Neil. There you go. Maybe I don't want it in the sense of that. I'm just saying via the league, what is... So the the real question I've got here is, now, what does he do? Because Arteta is... I mean, we saw with the substitutions as well, which I think was the league's issue. I said this on the last podcast. I think the three subs for three points of substitution for five players is ridiculous, especially when there's been an injury. It happened again in this game, and they made one sub and they forgot to bring Tierney on. That meant he had to hold off on Tierney and put him in as a free sub with other two players because he only had one more option for a sub. That was the completely the official's fault. Um, but again, I know it wasn't Arteta's fault, but he is very tense with his substitutions just generally um i've always felt his, his game management with substitutions is a bit strange um to be honest but i guess you know it, it didn't matter in the end and we pro- probably wouldn't have won the game either way at that point but yeah my, my question is is if this means nothing if we know even the most optimistic of fans and neil is in this category probably maybe not now but he, you know usually is um you would say we're not getting we're not going anywhere in league. We're, we're, we're going to stay where we are. Might even drop down a little bit. We're not going to get up to sixth. No chance. Um, especially with the fixture list that we've got. So I think, personally, he has to make some really big calls on the team if he knows players aren't committed to the club. So, you know, if you know Aubameyang, if he, he knows whether he's going to go or not. I'm sure he does. Um, so if he knows... I would make the call now. Why wouldn't you make? Why? Why? What have you got to lose by making the call now? You know, um, I want, I'm going to play players that commit to club, win, lose, or draw, because we know this season is done for. And at the very least, what we get from that is experience for those players. You get an idea for how you might want to play next season. With, like you said, James, could be a really small transition window um, where you, where Arteta needs to find out more about these players, and this could be the time to do it. You know, if we're going to take anything from watching this absolute dross for the rest of this pointless season, it would be to flipping just play what you think might be some mm. sort of future. I mean, I mean, for me, this is this is absolutely. I I I feel ashamed that this is about to come out of my mouth, but for me. I'm like, go for the FA Cup. And then the only other two saving graces that I have is you don't lose that North London derby. Of course. You don't lose that North. And then the next to that, uh, if we can get a point off the Scousers, because I can't stand Liverpool and I can't stand Liverpool fans. So if, if we can get something out of the Liverpool game, not lose to Spurs and do all right in the FA and, and potentially win the FA Cup, I'm happy. But as for as for the rest, 
I'm just uh, Jack. I'm just numb to it. Like I know, mm. I know we're doing. I know, I know. I'm on this podcast and I'm talking and everything else, but I'm. I, I, as you can tell, you know, people are receptive. They, you know, but obviously you can't see the body language. You can't see how we are and everything else. But just by tone of voice and everything, else, it. I, I, I don't want to speak for all three of us, but I, I, me personally, I'm dejected. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just numb to it. Yeah, it's, it's not it's watch. it's not enjoyable and i mean this guy's job's even more difficult than it was to begin with yeah are you worried I mean, about it, it was... though, james are you worried yeah, I about am. Arteta? Yeah, I, am. I am are you I am. worried about some of the things that he's doing currently are you worried that we're not playing i've got a couple of questions on it so don't worry. but are you worried um it's i, I think it's hard to judge it but are you worried with some, some of the decisions he's making currently yes. or do you think yeah he's 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 making them too late and none of them have an impact when they come on yeah, I, I, I'm concerned with his game management, um, uh, and that's probably inexperience. But it is, yeah, it doesn't yeah, feel like he's learning from that. No, no, I mean, it's it's you know, you come it boils back down to it as well, like it's selection and then substitution. And then, I don't know. I I just thought to myself yesterday, as soon as that Pepe goal went in, I'd have changed it then. I'd have gone right, okay, let's you know, let's get a. Let's get some, you know. Let's get a Martinelli on, or let's get a Enketia and everything else. Because I thought Lacassette was woeful, and I mean, this is a guy that's not scored away for nearly sixteen months, anyway. You know, the fact that yeah. he started, yeah. the fact that he started him, I knew that he was going to start him because obviously Enketia played the City game. But I'm, I'm like, I don't know, I, I, and I loved Lacassette. I wanted Arsenal to sign Lacassette for nearly a decade. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, I remember watching him. I think it was like an under-18s tournament for France, and I was blown away, and I thought he was brilliant. And this is when he had bloody braids. <clears throat> he had he had he had mental hair back then, and and um, you know I've been happy with it. I mean, he was Player of the Year last year. Amazing how quickly that's yeah, changed. He's, he's just gone so far off the boil, and I mean, I, I just yeah. I mean, you got more questions later, and I've I've, I've got some stuff I'll probably say then but no i just look at it and i'm like some of the fan anger is going towards him already as well and i know we've i know we've got a lot of shitty fans i mean we've got a fan channel full of shitty fans you know what i mean yeah. but but um and sometimes i don't necessarily believe that that they believe what they're saying i just think they're doing it for um a few few extra quid um and and a chance to get on the telly but uh you know <laughs> It's, 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 it's just so difficult. I mean, Neil, you're saying two to three years. I agree with you, but I don't think they're going to give him this amount of time. And we've got such hostility there. I think the fans are going to turn on him. And it's like, no, you, all your anger and all your, you know, has to disappointment. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Well, let's just throw way. in the two questions real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Um, no, go on, know, go for it. Willie at underscore. Oh, sorry, at the underscore. Um, Warren Boom, who's been talking to me a lot on Twitter, says thoughts on the board and owner actually causing Arteta to fail. As I can't see them backing him, I'm 100 behind him, but fear they're going to shaft him into yep. the sacks. And yep. then also, um, sorry, I'm looking for the tweet. Um, when do we start pointing fingers at the board? Sam Rizzucci, previous uh, guest on the podcast, also says that. So that's what we're talking about, isn't it? I mean, um. You know, we, well, I mean, we've been, like James said, we've been pointing at fingers at the board, you know, ever since Cronky's been there because we know, the, you know, we've been worried about the way he's handling the club, haven't we? But, um, yeah, well, 
that's the worry is that oh, oh, is he going to be given the time, James? Well, this is it. He's you know his and jobs, the back in his jobs become even more difficult because let's face it, he's got a terrible squad. Yeah, the squad's terrible. We can't, you know. Do you, but would you both both of you agree it's terrible? Yeah. And it's harder than, uh, a, you know, like when Klopp took over Liverpool, mm. people talk about it. He, they, were, they were eighth, right? So similar yeah. position. And yeah. I always talk to, I talk to a lot of Liverpool fans. They always say, Jack, you've got to look at the squad he took over. It was terrible. And I went, yeah, but you, if you look at it, there was very little big names, overpriced, overpaid yeah. players on your on your list. This is harder, James, mm. because yeah. we've got players that believe they're better than they are. Well, this is it. But I mean, I mean you know, we've got a terrible squad. He's in a globally pandemic-stricken world and transfer market. He's got players' contracts that are in tatters. And this is his first ever job. He's his first ever job. And he's come into this. I mean, I don't know how Mikhail Arteta on his own can sort out recruitment, can sort out these shitty agents that are holding Arsenal to ransom with these players and their demands. Like, we're offering David Luiz a one-year. Oh, I want a two-year. Who the fuck are you to say you want a two-year? You, 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 sh- you shouldn't even get one. You still think Luiz is signed, right? Because it's going to oh, come yeah, out for Thursday, it's right? Mate, it's done. See, now, I, it's done. I wonder, though, I just... Uh, well, I'm more saying this in hope and desperation more than anything, but I wonder why there was so much tentativeness to actually play him against City if the deal was done. Like that, And I also wonder where his comments of, I think he said something like, I should have done something different two months ago. Um, mm. He said something like that. I can't really make sense of that mm. unless we've withdrawn something or they've pushed for something I, more than what we've yeah, offered. I think it's they've always wanted the two and we've only offered the one. And I think he'll look at it and go, well, I'll take the one then. Because it's, it's be, still yeah. the Premier League. It's still a bit more money. Well, where else is he going to get big money? He ain't ever going to get a big, he ain't no. gonna get a big money deal anywhere else. Nowhere. But it, do you know what I mean? Like He's got all these contracts and these demands. Arteta's got to sort out a defence. He's got to sort out a midfield. He's got to sort out potentially a whole new strike force. He's got to get potentially two new goalkeepers. Because Martinez obviously is in contract, so he'll probably stay. But then you've got Macy that's going, so he loses one there. And then he's lost Leno for a year. So he has to get some, he might have to get two backup keepers because I don't know if we've got any other one in the in the youth team. He's got to sort out this arrogant attitude of the crop of players that we have who, let's face they've never done anything. No. They've never done anything. I, I despair. I despair because as at the moment, I'm seeing the fans turn on him now. Yeah. And he'll get Can't sacked. Can't do that. Can't get, do that. He'll get got sacked to and we time. have to... Yeah, he'll get sacked and we have to start all over again. And I mean, if you look at it, this is this is systematic failure for decades at Arsenal. I mean, our club's wage bill, I looked at it last night, £99,406,273. Bargain. For, for what? For who? For who? And I mean, if you're looking at it, Jack, the big money come into the Premier League, what, 2003, 2004? That was the first season over 100 million was spent on players, which was Chelsea. And they spent 121 million that year. And Damien Duff at 17 mil was their most expensive. But you look at the teams that finished 6th to 10th that year Villa, Charlton, Bolton, Fulham, Birmingham. Did they have 99 million worth of wage bill there? No. 2008 2009 season, Man City. They spent just under 120 million. Their most expensive signing was Rubinho. 
Sixth to tenth that year, Villa, Fulham, Spurs, West Ham, and ironically, Man City. But did they have 99 million on a wage bill? No. 2009-2010, Man City again, 125.5 million. They spent 25.5 million on Tevez. Six to ten that year, Villa, Liverpool, Everton, Birmingham, Blackburn. You know, was Robbie Savage on 250, 300 grand a week for those teams that finished ninth and tenth? Was he fuck? You know, 2010-2011, Man City again, 152 mil. Spent Dzeko at 27 million. Sixth to tenth that year, Liverpool, Everton, Fulham, Villa, Sunderland. Was Charles and Zogbia at Villa on 300 grand a week? Was Barini at Sunderland? I think he was playing it for Sunderland at that time. Was he on that kind of money? No. And then, the, and then, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, City spent two hundred and seventy eight million. Right, they spent fifty seven million on Laporte, and then sixth to tenth was Arsenal, Burnley, Everton, Leicester, Newcastle. Was Burn? You know, was Ben Me, at Burnley? You know, Sigurdsson at Everton. You know, people at Newcastle. What? Who was at Newcastle twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen? You know. Uh, Paul Dummett, someone like that. Is he on 300 odd grand a week? You know, these squad players. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. This, this whole board for near on a decade has completely tore this club to bits. And we got all these new people, you know, like Edu and as a director of football or football director or whatever it is and everything else. We've got to sort this out. We've got to sort this out. There, there's, there's got to be an inquest. And I, I know we keep having these inquests, but there's got to be one. And I mean, the financial fair play restrictions are gone for this next season. And you know for a fact, Everton are going to go big. Wolves are going to go big. Chelsea have already started going big. City are definitely going to go big. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to be lucky. We're going we're gonna to be, yeah. We're going to be lucky to finish sixth to tenth this year. The way things are going, if we don't, pull our fingers out and also give him at least 250 to 300 mil to compete with fucked. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the only way we give we'll give him about a fifth of that and that'll be from sales. Yeah. So it's, um, we're, I, we're I just, really I, screwed. I despair for the state that this club could potentially uh, go in. I really, really do. Well, on that note, uh, let's talk about um, very good, very good, very well said. And you're right; it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, and that's why we have to change the whole structure. From you have to, you have to completely tear it up. We have to completely start again. And um, saw a table on on. Well, actually, Michael sent it to me from from the podcast, and I thought we'd have a little run with it. Neil, tell me if you agree. James, who is in your keep at all cost? players it should be very few for both of us here as we clearly despise most of the players in the squad got in your keep at all costs so i sort of kept my keep and keep oh, at all costs kept, together yep, go, yeah go um, ahead i i've done pepe yep got yeah. that Mart- martinelli yeah leno yeah tierney yeah and saka Yep, that's yeah. mine. And so I put Saliba there, but obviously he's just coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him yet. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that was your keep and keep at all costs, was it? Yes. Okay, the, the, the other ones I put into the keep category was um, Nelson, 
I think we should keep him. I think that's the one position the right side of the team that I'm quite happy with. You've got an experienced player that's 25, 26 in Pepe. You've got a slightly younger player in Nelson who can learn off of him, but also offer something different and is clearly liked by the coach. So I put Nelson in the keep. Um, I personally, with the midfield that we've got and how absolutely atrocious it looks. So it's the worst midfield I've seen and I've supported us since 94. Neil might have seen a worse one, but I think he'll probably say it's up Nothing. there. Nothing, no. There, there, we, there, there you go. There you go. So it's the worst midfield. <laughs> it's the worst midfield ever of all time. Um, but out of them, <laughs> I would keep Torreira um, because I think yeah. Torreira offers something different to all the other midfielders. He's combative. I think he moves the ball a little bit quicker. I'm not saying he's the answer completely, but he's definitely out of all of them. If I, I'd sell all of them to keep him. Don't worry him. about his mind, though. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure even. I'm, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not sure either. I'm just thinking quality-wise, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, sure, oh, yeah, sure. but, but I put keep him. I would. I, I said loan holding a couple of weeks ago, but I, I wouldn't have sold holding. So I would, I would still keep holding based on the fact that almost all the other centre-backs I want to sell. And Smith-Rowe is definitely a keep. Smith-Rowe, 100%. Yeah, I put him in a keep. I didn't say keep at all costs because he's not played enough for first team, but I said keep. Um, one more season, James. You said you've got a ton in this, which I'm trying yeah. to figure out how. Okay. One more season. In my one more season, I've gone for Willock. Uh, right. I've gone Gwendozy. I've gone Nelson. Right. I've gone Abamyang, Shaka, Torreira, Holding, Chambers, Martinez, and Smith Rowe. Bloody yeah! One more season for Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe. I mean, what, 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 what do you mean? You think you should have one more season of Smith Rowe and then sell him or something? Well, no, no, no. We we got to see him play. Yeah, okay. We got to see him yeah. play. You know, I, can't I looked say, it a little bit say, different. I guess I can't say keep and keep at all costs for a player that we've loaned out for the last two seasons yeah. because yeah. we could we could play him full time and he could be wank. Yeah. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying he would be because I think he's a very good player, but. I'm like we got to see him before we can, you know, before we could. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going off the fact that he's had quite a good little spell in the Bundesliga and the Championship. You know, I've got to see what he does in the Prem. Gotcha. Yeah, I only put Mavropanos in that group. I didn't put anyone yeah. else. Oh, I, um, I didn't even. I didn't even. Sorry, I, I, I've realised I haven't put Enketia in here yet. I'd give Enketia yeah. one more season as well. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, throw, I'll, him put, in, I'll throw him in there as well. I put Eddie and Willock into a loan category. Personally, they yeah. both cry out mm. loan still for me. I'd, I'd loan them for a year and see how they do. The reason I do that is because I think we've got players that are better in their positions that are they're of the similar age. So I believe Smith Rowe is better than Willock, and I believe Martinelli is better than Eddie and Ketia. So that's what I would are you do. saying. Smith, are you saying Smith Rowe's a winger though, or are you thinking that he's going to be the? No, player? I think I think he's a he's a central attacking midfield player. So I think that's I. where he plays for Huddersfield. Yeah, um, yeah. See, that's I, I that's, that's that's why that's, I, I, that's why I want him to have the one more season because yeah. I think that that's going to be his position. I think he'll probably be the starter there next year. Yeah. The way I really well, hope the way things the are going, the way things are going with what I've said, <laughs> we're running out of people to play anyway. Running out so. of players, yeah. Who yeah. you got in the um, sell at the right price? Lacassette. Yep, got that. Bellerin. Definitely. Mustafi. Uh, uh, I'll put him as getting in the bin, but yep, go on. Uh, well, I've put him still at the right price because I think he's somewhat I don't think we'll get anything for him, will we? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Go. And then, then I've also put Mavropanos just from the point of view of the... Germany, um, William, etc. Yeah. Well, I'm like, we're, we're obviously going to buy some centre-backs. And, mm. you know, 
we've already got too many at the moment and none of them are really, you know, well beaters as it is. But I'm like, I just can't see him getting in. So we might as well, I don't know. Yeah. He's somewhat young. He's obviously made a good impression where he is now. And it's like, if we can get, you know, I don't know. I, I don't even know how much we bought him for. I think probably 1.5 million, 1.5 million. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Somewhere any, around there. Any profit margin on that, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, sell the price. I put Xhaka. I put Bellerin like you. Um, Gwenduzi and Lacazette. Mm. And Aubameyang. I said Aubameyang mm. sell at the right price mm. as well. Yeah, um, I mean, Gwenduzi's really split an opinion, isn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you, you know what? I don't dislike him. I think he actually, uh, talking about yesterday, I've noticed some improvement under Arteta in terms of his positional sense. He's not so erratic. He doesn't, you know, under Emery, he'd just go everywhere and he wouldn't, he wouldn't hold his position. He, he was quite, I mean, he was, he was, he was the base of the midfield yesterday. And whether you think he did great or not, I don't necessarily think he did, but, um, nah. He certainly yeah. held his position a lot better than he ever would under Emery. Yeah. So he's showing a little bit of maturity, but I'm not convinced on the people that say he's the next big thing. I've not really seen that. I've seen a couple of performances from him where he's he's really uh, looks good. I wouldn't. But, uh, I would. I wouldn't say he's the next big thing playing at a base of a midfield. No. If you, well, if if you, position, if no. you put a top tier or a more physically imposing sort of central defensive midfielder next to him, then yeah. Yeah, you probably you're probably looking at you know a really. I mean, I I like you. I I like Torreira, but I'm talking about an out and out physical. Like, if you want to, let's let's say for example, if it's Abdoulaye Decore or a Philip Billing from Bournemouth next to a Guendouzi, then yeah, you'll you you you'll, you'll see a player, but him being that central defensive midfielder, nah. Nah, no chance. I would. I he, that ain't happening. Yeah, I just wonder if there could be a big, big, you know, big bid coming in for him. Sometimes the big guys, yeah. And I, I wonder if there is a big bid that came in for Brendouzi. Mm. Oh, I'd take it. I'd take, I wouldn't really think twice about it. Um, getting the bid, I'll go first. I'm guessing we've got a lot of similar ones. Urzil, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, thank gosh. Um, Socrates, yeah. yeah. Luis, yeah. Uh, I put Mustafi, but you said one more. No, you said sell at the right price. Yeah, Kalashnikov. Uh, yes, yeah, he's in my he's in and, my bin yet. I mean, he's not ours, but I said Sabios. I mean, I wouldn't take him up on the yeah. Personally. I put I put him and Mkhitaryan and Maitland Niles as well. Oh, I forgot about Mkhitaryan and uh, and Niles. I don't yeah. think I listed either. And I, 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 with Niles, I would say yeah, I'd put him as sell at the right price. I, I figured we'd get something decent-ish for him because what he's had he's had 50 games for Arsenal's first mm. team I mean Liverpool got 20 million for Dominic Solanke we got 35 million for uh, what was his name Awobi and yeah, yeah there you go yeah, yeah. I mean we, we, we should be looking at 20 million even in the post-pandemic for, for, for Asia mate and Arles mm. I think 15 to 20 million what, what about what about you Neil because obviously you, you've not chimed in for um, who would you uh, absolutely uh, agree with all to keep? Who would you absolutely um, get in the bin? I'm pretty much with what you guys have said, to be honest. I, I, I'm just so despondent with it all. I'm just past caring, to be honest, with a lot mm. of it all. But I, I for me, I, I think there's one person you didn't mention. You may have done the apologies if you did. Stan Oh, no, 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 no. I'll talk about. Can I just say something about that in a second? But Mari, what did, did you guys mention Mari? Oh, Mari. Well, uh, apparently he because uh, it's so fresh. But I said yeah. Saliba. So, but we've signed him, haven't we? Permanently, apparently. Suppose, yeah. Supposed so, 
but I, I don't know. I, I, let's see what happens with him. But yeah, no, I'm, on the whole, I kind of agree with what you guys have said. To be fair, uh, yeah, I can't really want to add anything more. And no, I, I, no, I, I, I just me, didn't know if you had something different. For, I thought, oh, no, no, no. You, well, yeah. I've got something different. What will happen is the Arsenal will do the complete opposite of what you guys have suggested. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Starting with Louise. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And, and, and I just, that would just lead me into what I was going to say about the board. I mean, in terms of what's wrong with it, for me, ever since David Dean departed, for whatever reason that was, we've lost something major in the board, and that is having a pure Arsenal man in there. I just don't think we've ever recovered from that. I think that affected Wenger deeply, because Wenger, as a result of the loss of Dean, his, 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 ten, his remit was spread so thinly, it's like, spreading the tiniest bit of margarine or butter left over four or five pieces of toast. And that's what I think led to him, you know, struggling on the pitch because his focus was taken away from that because he had to deal with everything else and a lot of what Dean was having to deal with or dealt with in, in, when, when he was with, with, with the club. And I, I think that the board, you know, Cronky, I, I certainly have, I just have no like, I, I completely dislike the guy. I don't, I, I, have, I, I just want the guy out of the club. And yes, recently his son has come along and, and given all of that lovely speech and, 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 and tried to become like the, the, the link between the board and the fans. But I just think that was a PR stunt for me. I think it's a big marketing uh, uh, project, a big PR stunt, um, because we're still, if anything, we're worse off than before he made, gave his great speech. Um, and then everyone was saying, oh, yeah, you know, prefer him to, to his father, you know, that you might actually change things and make things happen. No, no, he won't. Nothing's going to change. For me, at the end of the day, and this is my opinion, we need to get get rid of a lot of the, the, the what's up at the top, the very top of the club. We need to replace with pure Arsenal people, people like uh, David Dean, to, to come in and take all of that responsibility away from the coach so the coach can concentrate on developing the players, doing what's right on the pitch and becoming us, become, making us become a team that we can enjoy watching again, first and foremost, and performing, and then possibly from there, then going on to challenge. And before, if for that to happen, for that to happen, we need all the changes at the top, and we need people in there, in the board, that is going to back this man, Arteta, because I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm worried like James is, I would hate for the fans to turn on him. I don't think it's him. I think he's a very good, accomplished uh, man, um, I think I think he's he's he, yeah obviously he does lack of lack experience which is Achilles heel but I think he's going to do very well given the time but he needs to be given that time uh, via backing from the board and that's financially and 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 also to to help them to, you know people to to do the background work for him and him to just focus on what's important and if we don't get that I th I think if if he if he doesn't get sacked he'll leave. Because you know he, he he'll he'll just get despondent himself, and that's the worry. So that that is it for me. Uh, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. So basically, saying all that table that we just did was absolutely pointless because yeah, yeah, yeah basically, sorry yeah. lads, but yeah, because I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think yeah. they will. You said well, so stupid. I'm really, I'm curious now. Very curious to for the next few days to see what happens with the Louise. Because if James is right on the Louise thing, it, what it does mean is that these super agents are controlling a lot of what the board is doing. And that is yeah. massively concerning for the future. Because told, then you're going to see it, the likes I said it earlier, Jack. We're being dictated to and being held to ransom by these agents and everything. And it's, it's fuck off. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, right, and that's all down to, to Rao, isn't it, really? Yeah, but, we but, know. It, but, it's, but the whole it's, club's allowing it. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know, you, you don't no, no player's bigger 
an Arsenal football club. Of not. No. None of them are. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. So I'm going to look at that eagerly. Um, boys, Southampton predictions Thursday. Um, if you're going to watch, um, I'm going to struggle too, but I will. Um, Neil, what's your predictions and how much will we lose by? 3-1. Uh, oh, 3-1 three, three, loss. Yeah, 3-1 uh, loss. Who's, who's uh, going to score for us? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, it's obviously not going to be Martinelli because he won't play. So I'd like to say Martinelli. I will go with... Uh, I'll actually go with Aubameyang. He'll score one. But 3-1 three, one, three, yes. one loss to Aubameyang. There you go. Well, there you go. I mean, there you go. It's only a minus two goal <laughs> difference. It's not a problem. Uh, James, what about you? Any more uh, it's going to be the same as yesterday. It's going to be a 2-1 loss. And, uh, yeah, it will be a Bamiyang that scores. And it will be the usual that we will probably go 1-0 down quite early. We will equalise. We will think we're doing great. And then Southampton will bring on a man called Shane Long. And Shane Long will get his goal against Arsenal, which is customary that he goes nearly like three or four years without scoring, but then he plays <laughs> Arsenal. And uh, he, yeah, and then he'll yeah, come he'll, out in the press. Well, he just comes out us. of nowhere. And you know, Shane Long's all of what five foot one. He's he's so small. He's so small. His hair smells of Shorter feet. Shorter than me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. yeah. And like I said, it'll be it'll be that it'll be that. I I just look at it and. Like you said, the fixtures that we've got coming up, um, it's yeah. I just despair for it. Oh, I'm really sorry. Well, if, the, if the, you, the, the yeah, shining yeah, light yeah. is that Bamming will get his fiftieth goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's celebrate. I mean, I'm glad it's called purely Arsenal, not go. positively Arsenal, because um, yeah, there's nothing positive coming out of me. <laughs> no, no, I knew not to yeah. do that at the yeah. time of starting yeah. the podcast. Yeah. So I, wasn't I, I think you can say I'm pure, um, but but. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So we'll stick with it. But, um, all, all right. right. So go on, Jack. Go on. I got one nil loss. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. I mean, it's almost mate. a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah. We've got a top stop over a tree. Oh, I don't know. And then I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, oh, um, okay. we'll plan for a podcast on Thursday, but if it's a, uh, a despondent one um, and the result is like we all think it's going to be maybe we push it to after Sunday which might just which might just accumulate it to yeah. an even worse yeah. point because if we if we, if we lose Thursday yeah. I don't see us getting and to uh, keep United. up with fair weather ways if we win then oh yeah we're going to be talking for ages we're, gonna, we're definitely going to do one <laughs> after yeah well, we've just done two hours <laughs> plus for this awful yeah. loss well, I mean we people should give us a full, so bit of credit here about though there's, there's so yeah, so no, there is. Oh, did we, did we finish the questions, boys? I don't think we did. Jesus. I don't think we did. We're done two. Oh, I don't know. We're almost done. So we did the board question, but Mark Martin did ask why is Orban not playing? And Mark's great. He's always yeah. talking um um and retweeting the podcast. Yeah. So um, why why is Aubameyang playing down the middle? And why is Martinelli not featuring? Well, we spoke about mm. Martinelli. We we spoke about what we think the two options mm-hmm. might be for Martinelli. Whether it's that he's too close to Aubameyang or it's a contractual issue in terms of the amount of appearances. He's never started Aubameyang down the middle, and that's my concern in terms of you know whether he feels he, he's going to keep him or not. It's just it's, it's just a profile thing, isn't it? For for Arteta. So there, I mean, a lot of people don't agree with it, but Aubameyang's not that type of striker that he's looking for. Is it a number nine? If you um, like, I think he's, um, I think he's better but, playing on the out wide. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I don't think... mind him out left. My brother, I know my brother hates it. He tweets Arteta every day saying Aubameyang's not a winger. <laughs> Stop playing him there. Um, but it's not really like that, is it? It's not really using him like that. He, he comes yeah. inside a lot, and no, um, he likes that num- He likes that nine to be back to goal a lot of the time, drop deeper. Aubameyang's just not that. No, player, I like man. him. I like it. I like him out there. I I think that obviously, you know, the transfer fee that we paid for Lacazette justifies the fact that he has to play. He want he has to play them both, even though on current form, like I said, Lacazette's been absolutely dreadful, especially away from home. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all it's all gonna it's all gonna change on um, Thursday anyway. And then is it Sunday the Sheffield United game, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh yeah, well, of course yeah. it is. Yeah, Thursday Sunday. Yeah, being silly. Um, yeah, it will all change. It, yeah, know, yeah, it'll all change. It'll all change on a Sunday. You'll see Martinelli start in the FA Cup because hmm. oh, yeah, I bet, yeah, I bet, yeah, I bet yeah. you well, it's league minutes, forward. which is the reason. Like Michael's, yeah, he won't be. He won't be. He'll walk out as yeah, captain. He won't be as in. It, I bet you the contractual thing is league minutes, not not as in not doesn't count for cups. Well, that that that, that yeah. will tell something then yeah. if that happens. Um, your your friend Tom um, at Backshore. I'll give this one to Neil. Um, asked a question about uh, concerned. He said about what's going wrong. Um, we used to be a team who couldn't defend but played good football, which I, well, I agree with. Yeah, especially under winger. And now I would say our attacking football is worse than our defending, despite the talent in the forward area. The forward area is the one area Neil that I'm not that concerned about, even if Aubameyang and Lacazette do leave. So he's right there. Are you concerned that Arteta? It's only been two games back, so. But are you concerned that we're not very free flowing, are we, when we're going forward? It's not very comfortable to watch is it it's not easy on the eye no exactly we used to we used to even when you know as I said the, the downturn of Wenger's years we were still playing what I would have thought you know tracks football you know sometimes I see the on Instagram and or Facebook Arsenal uh, media put the uh, put those you know goals that we'd scored in the past uh, five top five goals against the team that we're about to play for example and you get you get you get snippets of of, of, of uh, goals that we scored during those those kind of down, I call them the downtown years with Wenger, and we still managed to win three FA Cups in that time. But you know, if people want to put a, put, a, put a description on it, that's what I'd say. Um, in respect, to, I guess, with respect to the league, um, but uh, we still were playing good, attractive football going forward. You know, we're moving it very quickly, uh, decisive passing, and, and and a killer killer final ball. Uh, which was attractive to watch. Now it's just a mess, um, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with the forward lineup. If, if, if you know, if we do stick with Saka, Martinelli, Pepe, and uh, and potentially and Katia as a backup kind of thing, and 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 move it forward that way, uh, and even with with Abamian at the moment uh, as things are. But for me, if they're not getting the service, I know, I'm not saying they're not at fault, but if they're not getting the service, uh, mm. which which has to be driven from the midfield. And that's where the problem is. You know, I just think the midfield and the defence are both looking at each other, hoping that they're going to do the job that they're supposed to, the other, the other side is supposed to do. And there's no confidence between the two of them. And the midfield is just a complete, I don't think he knows what his midfield is. I don't think anyone knows. And I'm, and I'm not saying it's anyone's fault directly because obviously there's been injuries and whatnot, but we just haven't had any power in the midfield, any drive any pace for so long in the sense that, you know, ever since we lost, we never replaced Vieira. We had, we used to have people like Edu, we'd had Gilberto. We just have never been able to replace that spine at all with someone who's decisive, who's quick, quick thinking, can pass the ball to someone who who can then, you know, make something happen up front. 
it's the, it's that lack of service and that lack of cohesion that the midfield are displaying, which is basically wrecking the rest of anything that we might try and put together. So it's become mm. very, very unattractive. I mean, to I mean Neil, you, you, know, you, you, you had the Terry Neal error and everything else. And I know earlier you said about it, but have, have, have you seen an Arsenal midfield this wooden, like no, this motionless? It's, just, like, it's, 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 it's motionless, just, yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. get the ball. They don't. It's almost like they don't know what. But I take David Hillier and Ian Sellyberg. <laughs> yeah, you know they don't. They don't seem to know what to do because it's like they get the ball and that's why we get a lot of that side to side movement because they yeah. they just don't know. It's almost like they're afraid to thread a, a ball through. You know, to to, to mm. the front. And, and, the, and, and that's, obviously uh, the history stuff and, fascinates me. So it's nice to hear yeah, from yourself about yeah, it. Yeah, like. yeah, but you but you like you see like 10, 10 second movements that we used to have and counter attacks ten to fourteen seconds. What do we get now? It's just like, oh, get the ball and oh, pass it sideways or pass it back again. Mm. It's just not decisive enough. I think that's what it is. There's no decisiveness. I wish I could talk about those days, uh, uh, James. My memory is just fading, but I don't <laughs> recall. I'll be honest with you. I don't recall it ever being this bad in the sense that there's no, it all comes down to identity and the shape of the team. And no one, it's, even Arteta now is struggling. I thought he'd come in. And he would at least get at least you know a, a 15, 15 players that he wouldn't be able to use over and over again and and stick to that and and even, no matter with what he's got and and I know it's not his team yet but I thought he would but even he's struggling now with what Emery was doing chopping and changing the team week on week em, you know Arteta's having to do it now and I know a lot of it is down to injuries it's not his fault but it's just not knowing who your best players are in those positions and how they can telepathically work together and how they can know each other's movements and know instinctively what to do. We just have none of it anymore. It's so haphazard. I only saw, mm. as I said, a little bit of that at the beginning of the game yesterday, the first 10, 15 minutes leading up to Leno's injury. We seem to have a little bit of that kind of movement and that that quick decisiveness. And, you know, as, as Jack completely rightly said, uh, we squandered the chances, you know, that, that we were given by that by because of that movement and, and that knowing of, of where what the team needs to do. And after that, it was back to the same old, same old. It's just, that's the problem for me. I'm sorry, I've not answered the question, but that's what I see was wrong with it. It's just pretty much everything, to be fair. I think, I think another big reason is as well is, is uh, Tom's not come around my house and done YouTube videos with me. Oh, okay. um, we've yeah we've not won a game since we've not done a YouTube video so well, we'll get maybe back to it then. yeah maybe Tom you need to uh, you know come round uh, we can socially distance in the room there's enough space so <laughs> I'm just clutching the straws Jack's still there is he gone I think he's muted himself again there I'm he muted is myself again I thought <laughs> I was talking uh, I'm way up see uh, that, that I've noticed that I'm about an hour and a half limit and then I forget what my own name is <laughs> um, and then I'm going all over the place but boys th thank you so much I did want to talk a little, little bit about Arteta's comments but we'll, we'll get to that another time because he made some interesting yeah. comments at the end of the game I don't want to keep you I've kept you long enough but um, boys hopefully back Thursday because if we are we might have some points on the board and another point towards safety so that'll be lovely um, Premier League Premier League for another year would be very very nice at least it's televised um, boys James Neil thank, thank you so much thanks um, guys uh, enjoy your you Sunday thanks, yeah, you too buddy forget about Arsenal. all the best all right. so, the sorry, Arsenal, sorry to Take the care. listeners if uh, they were expecting a bit more upbeat action no, no, I, but, I, I uh, thought it was as upbeat as off. I could get yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we're not what you know. I see <laughs>
And yes, that, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we should try to avoid it. Maybe next time we'll talk about something else. <laughs> we'll talk about, I don't know, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, or something like that. Something positive. There's nothing to do with Arsenal Football Club. Um, so it's something away from it. I'm thinking about taking up another sport. I'm going to buy a foam finger. I'm going to go and watch some baseball. <laughs> and I'm going to start seeing, you know, you know go, all that sort of stuff. Right, whatever I can do to take my mind off it is absolutely atrocious. I'm going to watch something else. Um, all right, boys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Um, All the best. Take care. All the best, guys.